Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. Welcome to episode 82 of Beer and Edge the Podcast. Mate, we are here in Vermont in Stowe. I have Mark, who's the head cider maker and owner, and Austin, head of production at Stowe Cider. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Really Thanks. appreciate it. So y'all wondering why the hell are we at a cider? Cidery. We just discussed this and I messed it up straight away. Um, so yeah, we, we were talking on Instagram like last week, a week, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago now. And um, you know, we we're trying to like, I, at first I was, I wasn't sure if it would fit, but you know, episode 70 was with Rosewood in Niagara, a winery. And I was like, anything in Vermont is uh, interesting to me. Um, you know, we got along. I liked your branding, sorry. Like, I really like. I thought, you know what, let's do it. And we tried to bring a few brewers, but it didn't work out. I think it's for the better because uh, we can just focus on the cider. And as you can see here, we have a fair volume of uh, Vermont beer. To go we got plenty of our favorite beers, always. So we're not scared at all. Um, first of all, what is this all about here? This bad boy. <laughs> Started you out hot right out of the gate. That's our bourbon barrel aged cider. <laughs> <laughs> it's called our Smuggler's Reserve. All right. So you guys said you've driven through uh, Smuggler's Notch before. Yes. And so right on the other What's side of the notch, Smuggler's. Smuggler's Notch. Yeah. Ah. And right. uh, yeah, famous throughout Prohibition, they were smuggling booze. Before that, slaves. That. You name it, and anything's gone through there from here to Canada. No way. So, all right. Uh, there's a distillery there, so we use right. their barrels to, to age. That is amazing. That is the last thing I would have associated with cider at Bourbon Barrel. And how's it work? Oh, I haven't tipped it yet. I went to Cheers. <laughs> all right. I'm very. You got to start there. Get Cheers. it in you. Cheers, Luck. Cheers. Oh wow, that's not what I expected. It just it just works. Like it's got that smoky, oaky kind of like um, typical bourbon, kind of like bourbon is lingering a bit. I think because it's generally bourbon ba- um, bourbon barrel aged beers would be on the sort of heavier side, so it kind of blends in. Whereas this is like it sits really nicely. Yeah, it's still light. Uh, yeah. Eight and a half percent. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Don't drive after this. Jesus. Mmm. That's fantastic. Um, so what I like to start with generally is your stories. Like how did we, how did you guys end up here? And then a story of maybe the, the cidery, I would say brewery itself. So whoever wants to start. Mark. Yeah. So I'll kick it <laughs> off. Uh, we've been around since 2013. Uh, started off as a small tasting room, doing very small batches, uh, farmhouse style, unfiltered. And focused. What was, so, sorry to interrupt. What does farmhouse style in the, in the realm of cider mean? Yeah, so, I mean, we would do a lot of more, you know, preservative-free, you know, some wild ferments, more naturally fermenting, not okay. not filtering, uh, okay. as it would be kind of a farmhouse style. Gotcha. Um, you know, letting, you know, Mother Earth and Nature take its course. Fantastic. Uh, we still do that from time to time, but our consumers have grown to appreciate the, uh, the filtered product and the consistency, yeah. you know, that comes with it. Absolutely. Sorry, continue. I apologize. No, that's all right. And uh, so, again, yeah, we started off as a, a small tasting room, was just doing some production, uh, more on the, the hobby side to begin with. And, 
as soon as we started distributing, we realized, you know, there was a demand for that. You know, we live here in Vermont, definitely great apple country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they grow everywhere. I live on Apple Blossom Lane, for example. <laughs> Um, and that's not by coincidence. So we have a lot of great apples here and it's just taking a natural resource. And so not only was it, you know, a fun hobby, it was, you know, something that, um, you know, people enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So you just were, how did you get into actually making cider? You know, a good change of pace. Uh, I was never any good at making beer. Okay. Uh, I gave it a lot of, uh, a lot of effort, a lot of try. Like homebrew? Uh, yeah, homebrew. Yep. I lived out in Colorado for about 10 years. Nice. Uh, working very closely with friends who had breweries out there. And, uh, you know, I'd go in and, and uh, help them out. And we'd work after, you know, after hours, try to make our own beers. And uh, they wouldn't let me do much other than drink. <laughs> so <laughs> I hey. figured out pretty quick. <laughs> but, you know, if you take <coughs> apple cider that's not alcoholic, and put it outside, it naturally ferments and turns to alcohol. That I right. can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's for real? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just wild fermentation similar to like a yeah, cool there, ship or something? There's, yeah, there's cideries that are born on that uh, philosophy. And especially Amazing. if you go abroad to the UK <coughs> or Spain, uh, a lot of wild fermented ciders out there. Amazing. Didn't even really think that would be a thing. Yeah. But I guess it makes sense. It's and the nature. Then if, you know, just you got to cut it at the right time because if you miss it, it turns to vinegar. When you say cut it, what does that mean? Well, just stop the fermentation. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, I'm going to keep asking you really stupid questions. That's just, fine. Um, like I said, I don't know much about cider, and I was, I'm going to assume that our listeners and viewers don't really know a ton either, so I just want to break it down, so excuse me for that. Well, I would say there are no such thing as stupid questions, but I'm not going to be a PC. There are. <laughs> there are <laughs> no, yeah. It's all right if you don't know. It's all right if you don't know. I'm going to be honest. We're here to educate. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Um, okay, sick. So you started in Colorado and then moved back here? Yep. So back here, we've been in business for five years. Uh, recently, we just moved into this facility. Nice. Uh, try to keep up with demand. As you can see, we've got some larger tanks. We actually have floor drains, a loading dock. Um, you know, the tanks joke. that you kind of see behind us here was our original capacity in 2,000 square feet. Right. Uh, and now that's what, 20 square feet? Okay. So it's pretty serious. Yeah. How big is this one? Right now, there's 5,800 gallons in there. 5,800 gallons. Do you know what that is in barrels? Uh, that would be about 150 or so. We work, we, we, work at, yeah. we work in uh, gallonage in the cider industry. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> but, you know, when it gets delivered, we use dairy tanker trucks. So if you see an oil truck or a dairy tanker truck, you know, driving down the road, typically, you know, that volume is what we receive in right. juice. So you don't press the juice here? We don't, no. Okay. I mean, we don't have an orchard, so we work with local orchards around Vermont and then upstate New York. Um, all of our apples come within 150 miles, and then we okay. work with a local mill down the road about five miles from here who presses the fruit. You know, those two things, are, they're separate businesses. It's a lot right. of work, um, a lot of regulation, uh, and so we let them do what they're good at, and, you know, we'll you do take it. their raw product yep. and make it from there. Um, okay, six. So this place opened five years ago, and this was yourself. You had partners, or yes. Yeah, so there's a we've got a couple business partners. They're actually moving to Hawaii here pretty soon. So good for them. Um, on to the next uh, next adventure. Are they sticking around as investors, or are they? Yep, uh, yep. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna stay partners, uh, good friends, but they're you know ready for for the next for adventure. Change. Yeah. So they were out in Hawaii for a long time, and uh, you know going back to the beach. I can see why. This never-ending winter thing is uh, getting pretty up. Unbelievable. And there's more snow here, I thought, because Montreal sucks, too, because further north, as far as, like, winter never-ending. And I came down here, and I guess because it's mountains, so there's just way more snow. Like, most of it's kind of, like, melted, so you guys probably cop it even longer than we do. Yeah. 
And this is a ski town, right? So is a ski town, is that correct? It is, yeah. but, you know, they closed last week, so we're done. We're, oh, nice. We're over it. So just waiting we're, for it to go. Yeah, we're over it. Apple season. Yeah. Um, anything else to add to your side? That's all I got. That's right it? Now. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> we got a lot of time. <laughs> we, oh, we got plenty of time. Uh, brother, tell us about it. Uh, as far as getting into cider making, um, I made whatever I could in college to get free or cheap booze with my buddies in Fair. the house that I was living at. That's so common. I understand. Um, and made a terrible, terrible product. Knew nothing about the process. Knew nothing about the science. Was just going to save money and make as strong as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Just to get there, get you there. And I knew a friend who was here actually doing some of the designs who brought me in, and I started directly from the bottom of the company and just worked worked my way up. Been here for a while now and learned more about the process of making cider, learned more about the science, and here we are. Here we are. What's production manager do? Or head of production? Like, what does that actually entail? Uh, A lot of shipping logistics. Her making sure stuff gets done on a daily basis. Keeping people in sure line. Making sure the cider gets made. Or okay. Do you keep marking line? Is that what's up? No, I do not keep marking <laughs> line. Nobody can. Nobody, Nobody can. can. He's wild. Rogue asset. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't let him be modest, though. He's also running the canning line. He's making the cider. Um, we're a small team here. So, yeah. you know, we, we work together. There's only six of us right now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. That's pretty solid. We're a lot of hats here. <laughs> hey, it's kind of the best way, right? Yeah. It's kind of you get your hands dirty in every little sort of part. I'm sure you learn like way more I mean, about I'm the, the business. Big in learning from experience, and I can't tell you how much I've learned in just the past almost three years. Damn. That's sick, boys. I love it. Um, so in the interest, not of time, because we do have plenty, do you want us, should we like maybe just slowly sort of because I think we should focus probably on the ciders first. Yeah. And sort of speak about the different products. We'll just crack one over and just it, keep yapping. Exactly. So and you, you take your pick. We can just start right to left. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, this is typically the way that I would do it. And, you know, cider's a great way to start any night. Don't get me wrong. I love beer. Um, you know, beers can get heavy. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get over there. Yes. To some of that deliciousness. But what is the same ABV as a lot of these uh, beers goes down very smooth, very light, especially this first one we're going to try. This is our high and dry. Um, some may say it's our flagship, so it was our original traditional farmhouse style that we made. Kay. And, uh, you know, we've we've since kind of refined a little bit and um, used a filtration process, which gives us a little bit more stability. It gives it that light, bright color that you see in the glass. Okay. Um, the only ingredient here is apples. Excuse okay. Me. So just apples uh, and... Yeah. Um, how thank you sir how is this one fermented then is it this wild or is this like added to yeah so we use a, a white wine or champagne style yeast it's a very strong fermenter it's going to give it that light crisp taste that you get it definitely makes sure that the fermentation always ends um and it and it kind of brings it to a white wine side versus the beer side for this one i was gonna say even just the nose there is like total white wine yeah all right cheers guys Cheers. Cheers. Also, no preservatives. No? No preservatives, no 
residual sugars left. So all the natural sugars in this is completely fermented out, giving you the higher alcohol content. Right. What What is the ABV in this? So this one's so six and a half. Six and a half. Yep. Jesus Christ. It tastes like apple juice, man. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. And so this one, you know, from time to time is going to be uh, varying a little bit more just because there are no preservatives. Uh, so we don't control it. With the other ones, a preservative is going to stop any fermentation. Uh, it's going to control any of the bacterial <clears throat> growth that could go on. So with this one, right. you know, we get... I don't know, 100 plus different vintages every year because every press is different. A lot of vineyards yeah, and wineries are using one harvest and one press of the same fruit. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, you know, from day to day, month to month, and season to season, it changes. Uh, so, you know, the high and dry you get today might not be the high and dry you get next week. It's right. always banging. But, okay. um, <laughs> you know, there are going to be some slight variants. Right. Is, is that one of the main challenges of, sort of cider making as far as keeping the consistency that maybe like, you know, you can do that a bit more in beer and perhaps through the year for sure. It definitely yeah. changes as far as what blend we can get. Right. Um, so when you say what blend, you mean the different types of apples, different types of apples okay. that we get. I mean, from, we like to call it what an orchard mix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but all of our Man, sugar great. content and pH levels stay the, like relatively the same. Uh, every delivery, but you're never getting a, the same mixture of levels as far as percentages uh, of different types of apples. Right. And okay. say in the fall, you can you have a much more variety of apples that you can get and then come late summer, especially here, we're very limited, mainly Macintosh and right. Macintosh heavy. Yeah, so we're always working hard. We're trying to, as Austin said, trying to balance out the sugar content and the pH. So okay. if you know anything about making beer, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners do, you know, you need a specific sugar content, your gravity, to finish with a consistent ABV. Right. And so if we get low sugar apples, we end up with lower ABV. If we get higher sugar apples, we end up with high ABV. Mm. Um, and so on the other side is the pH or acidity. That gives it that sharp bite. You know, if you think Granny Smith, um, you know, or some of those apples that get you right in the back of the mouth, that's yeah. because of the acid. Whereas you know, some of the sweeter fruit, you know, like a Honeycrisp, for example, is just going to be, you know, a little bit more sweet with less bite. So you want to balance it out, and the pH is also what keeps the uh, the shelf life. Right. What would the shelf life be then, um, in general, for a no preservative cider? You is know, it similar to like a hoppy IPA or something where it's like, you know, two to four weeks or something? No, it's not going to be with this because we, we, we do filter the product, so that helps tremendously we use a cross flow filter which removes and strips really all the organics um you know 99.9 percent of yeast or bacteria does not get through there so it shouldn't be changing as quickly if you keep it cold um without a lot of temperature fluctuation um you know we we drink stuff that's years old at this point just like wine you might see some some uh changes over the months but that doesn't mean that it goes bad interesting Okay, so that's a big key difference then, because like an IPA, I guess it wouldn't be bad, but it kind of loses the, 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 I don't know, the essence of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I know particularly as like I say Hedy and stuff, like I know John Kimmich likes it three months old. That's his thing. I don't like it more than three to four weeks, personally. Mm-hmm. I just changes too much for me. And like other IPAs, I know some of them literally like a week. Otherwise, it's like, well, well, you got Stone, Best Buy, right? That's an example. Yep. You know, yeah, Best it. Before or Best After or whatever. Right. Yep. yep. Um, 
No, totally. Oh, drink. What is this? Enjoy by. Enjoy by. There you go. Yeah, the last one was Enjoy by 420. So hopefully, yeah, there's, hopefully there's some <laughs> listeners out there. Wait, today's 420. Did yeah. we say that? Uh, we haven't mentioned that. No, so mentioned today's that. 420. What better place to be than Vermont, which is uh, a known kind of like I don't know weed. I was gonna say stone. It's not. It's not the right way. Like a weed friendly. It, it is, yeah, as you know, and uh, you know, as of June first, it'll be legal here in the state. So. For real, you guys get it too. Nice. Yeah. So what does that mean? It just means you can walk, walk into a dispensary and be like, "What up?" So, yeah, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, give me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we got a little something we're gonna get to specifically for today very soon. Um, honestly, this was fantastic. Like, this is like we're big into wine, so like this just reminded me of uh, like I smashed through that, and I'm a real, kind of a slow drinker. Like that was phenomenal. That was so refreshing. I'm, I'd be tempted to say it's the best cider I've had, but we're just starting, so I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm looking forward to it. Don't blow your rod too early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you can re up and get get started all over again. Don't worry, reload, bro. There you go. Um, I see that camera. Yeah. Put it on there. Yeah, I like. I really like the branding too, which is something else that drew me to. So when I I'd heard of you guys before, and um, I hadn't. When I checked your Instagram and I just saw the brand, like, oh, this is sick. You guys aren't messing around. Something about this branding is super slick. Um, do you guys have like an in-house graphic designer, or is it? Um... You know, as Austin mentioned, uh, his friend uh, Katie Palatucci. Oh, that's Dooch. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we out. miss we miss her, but she, you know, she we got her fresh out of college, so we were very lucky. She's uh, fortunate enough to be working blocks from her house now at Zero Gravity. Nice. Um, and she set us off with uh, the direction that you see. So. Definitely got to give some props to her. But since then, we've been working with friends that are more freelancers um, and people who have, you know, graphic skills, and we're, we're outsourcing a lot of that. We're actually hiring somebody right now to, to bring in house. Like family. You know, nice. because part of our holdup is we have all these great ideas, right, like everybody else, and you, but you got to create a brand or a package around every cider you make. Yeah. Uh, something people are going to remember. Everybody here in Vermont, the you know the Northeast, and pretty soon everywhere wants the can, and so you got to figure out a way to make it appealing in a can because that's what sells first. Especially with so many different products on the shelf, you got to stand out, right? You yeah. hope you hope your package sells it the first time, and that your liquid sells them, you know, the second time. Right. And when you're saying that, you're saying cans over bottles. People will like cans over. Oh, bottles. big time, big yeah. time. <coughs> yeah, I mean, these might be arguably three of the the finer best ciders. Um, you know, we make year round, and everybody just says, "When are they coming out in cans?" You know, and, and wow. <laughs> that's, Damn, that's it. Cold. And, it's and cold. It is, <laughs> and we make them year after year, and they sell well, fortunately. But we can't scale it; their price point is not there. That's, I was gonna say, that's the big look, difference. The uh, the little paper thing over the top suggests high end. Yep. Um, and so they're, they're fresh local fruit, so okay. I mean, it's not cheap. I mean, if we were to sell a four pack of that, it could be twenty five dollars. Right. So it's like buying a was that five hundred mil? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. So it's like the same as uh, any sort of can, and the same as any like whatever specialty. Right. That's like, a nine dollar bottle, though. You know. Yeah. Well, like, I'm not surprised at all. Right. Yeah. And U.S. So that's like, add thirty percent for Canada. Like <laughs> that's expensive, but people. I, I feel like actually is that a thing as well? Are people being the Vermont. The reason I love this place, it reminds me, it's the most Canadian of the American states as far as like, when you come from Quebec and you come down, it's kind of basically the same type of thing, whereas like really big focus on food, farm to table here, cheese, maple syrup, um, you know, just all local produce is our favorite thing is eating here because it's just out of control on top of the alcohol. Um, so are people attracted to, like, is that a good thing here that it's sort of like, hey, you got local farms having this fruit and they're, you know, selling $9 bottles of cider that's five, you know, the same size as a can. 
like people are attracted to that here like it's not like a hard sell where they're like oh come on man like it's big time yeah, yeah. I mean it's a treat though right I mean yeah. you can't buy you know four of those let's be honest a lot of our consumers are buying four packs and drinking the whole thing to their dome you know <laughs> so, you're not you're not buying four of those bottles uh, you know every every Friday Saturday night you know otherwise no, unless you're unless you're bola uh, yeah that's true and yeah, you could be rolling like that if no uh, but <laughs> yeah it's and you know it's more of a pairing so that's where we kind of right. cross over to the wine world where these are going to pair really well with foods you know and we like to encourage people to cook with them as well right oh yeah. okay. Well, let's, I want to get into that. Let's let's get the greenie going. Yeah, let's next get, Sorry, let's get greenie going. Um, another thing I really appreciate about your branding, we speak about it often on the podcast or in little things. I really, like we are in a social media agency as we always say, so we're really into branding. And what I like about what you guys have done, you've taken the bold, strong, single colors in a consistent um, look and used that across the thing. No worries. And I really, I think that really works. Cheers, man. So um, I think that's super sick because that'll stand out on a shelf. You have three of those together. Well, that's what we call that. Does, yeah, too. we call that the billboard effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. billboard effect. Uh, but yeah, we yeah we try to always encourage that because if you have two SKUs, even if one is quote better or sells better, you know, two of them next to each other just like they sell more. Oh hell yeah! I am just looking at it from this side. I'm like, oh man, it's just like it's, it's, I'm attracted to that specific side because of that. It's very cool. Uh, what is this one, man? Uh, so this is gonna be the tips up. Uh, it is a it's a semi dry cider, so yeah, more of a common style cider. Uh, you know, right in the middle between dry and sweet. And that would be based on what apples have been used. Which apples have been used, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, depending on the, you mean the flavor of it, or uh, I guess the difference. Once again, going back to real basics, the difference, like say, on the can there, the super dry versus semi dry. What would be so the difference there? Uh, based on the sweetness level for us. Um, I, don't know, I have a can in front of me, but like our high and dry is, if you can pull that out, is completely on the front end of the schedule. Oh, wow, that's so spectrum. different. So it's completely dry. So we've got like a dryness scale. No sugar. Are. Oh, wow. So we say super dry and then sweet. You won't find anything sweet um, on our scale. So this is significantly sweeter than... Uh, it is significantly might not be the right way. It is, but. especially uh, back to back. But if you yeah. want to compare that to say a commercial cider or some of the ciders that are more well known yep. not knocking them there's nothing against that but it's probably <clears throat> a third of the sugar content you know right. so something like this is going to have about 10 grams of sugar this is sugar free so you've gone from uh, zero to 10 which seems like zero to 60 but then if you were to get some of the you know maybe more mass market or something that's a sweet cider mm-hmm. um, you can get up to 30 grams of sugar per, per serving in one of those. And that's their, I guess that's the addiction from that side, like same as anything, any mass market product. So, <coughs> excuse me, kind of reminds me of like the wine scale. Is it kind of like that? A bit, like a Riesling, like, right? Like the yeah. Riesling scale. Riesling's like that kind of high institute. end. Yeah. South Blanc or whatever is a little lower and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, but it's not that much sweeter, but it, it kind of just tastes like you're sort of eating a, like a sweeter apple. It does, yeah. yeah. So we say this ciders are more a- apple forward cider because it does bring out more yep. of the apple flavoring, and that's what you're getting. Hmm. Um, and like Mark said, this is a—you won't get a sweet cider from us. This is the sweetest that we will go, and I think that's more personal preference for us. I mean, yeah. I personally like drinking dry cider. I mostly drink high and dry. Right. If you're gonna um, crush it, it's what you're gonna smash. We're so, gonna make it. Yeah. We're gonna make it on the drier side. Okay. And nothing wrong with the sweet cider industry, but 
we like it drier, so that's what we do. And it also right. comes with the higher alcohol percentage. And what is this one? Six and a half as well. So yep. both six five. All right. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So six five is our sweet spot. Uh, up until recently, not to get totally off uh, track here, but anything over seven percent uh, was considered wine. So you break into a different tax bracket. Uh, you also deal with uh, COLA, which is Certificate of Label Approval. So you go through a different department in the federal government to approve your label, um, which is a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> so, I can imagine. So you'll see Europe a lot of our stuff is six, five, six, nine. You know, a session for us is five and a half. Okay. You got yeah. the hot out here. <laughs> Vermont goes, goes in. Um, this is super good, man. It's, this one does taste. This, uh, boozy is not the right word. But boozier than like that one literally tastes like drinking apple juice. Yeah. Like if you've hidden it extremely well. This why would this one why would the alcohol be slightly more detectable? You know, again, it could be batch to batch. You know, it's okay. uh there isn't really a, a reason you would get more of the ethanol from that one because it is the same ABV and it, um, I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I mean I know it's subjective, but like yeah. from a, sort of a novice to, to cider. Um in comparison, I just feel like there's some sort of like I'm like okay, I'm drinking alcoholic cider. Whereas that, I'm like you could have told me that was just straight like carbonated apple juice, and I'd be like, all right, cool. There you go. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean that's, that's interesting. That's cutting out because I just went back to the high and dry. Yeah, I could see the dryness of the high and dry cutting out a lot of that ethanol flavoring. That would the probably and I guess the, the acidity, sugar, the yeah, 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 and the sugar that's kind of complementing it and kind of bringing it out maybe. Yep. Good. Okay. That makes sense. This is fascinating. I love it. Just like he said, every, every single can almost is different for us. I mean, we do yeah. big barrel batches. I was going to say, which we're big. producing a lot of cans, but every that's why I checked the date code on that first can to see what the batch was. Because personally, I know which batch it is. Right. So I know the process that that the, specific that, one went through. That fermentation went through. That's amazing. So every single can tastes different. Right. By batch to batch. Okay. So. In Different, my mind, I'm candidates. being like, okay, what happened? All right, maybe I'm getting these flavors for this reason. And so I had to go back to the high and dry to, like, okay, <laughs> to test. Well, it was a lower pH, so that might make sense. But, mm. Would they That's be within the same batch? You're saying you, know, you tried this can and you grabbed, you grabbed another can. Would they taste different from the same batch, or are you just those should taste batch? the same? They should, okay, yeah, cool. those will be the same. Right. Yeah, no, from batch, from batch, batch to batch. No, right. I, I love it. Yeah. You have to be. Yep. I love, you know, it's like an artisanal product at the end of the day. So if you're not critical of it, like, yep. it's kind of Yeah, I mean, for batch to batch, we got 5,800 over here, 5,800 over there, and they're not the exact same. I mean, a right. couple pH, you know, a couple, um, you know, variations in the apples. You know, we said we talked, we like the, we, we shoot for the same SG and the same pH, mm -hmm. but different apples do have some different uh, flavor profiles and characteristics. So if we're, right. you know, Mac heavy, with, uh, you know, Cortland's and Empire's, or maybe the next one has a little more Gala and Fuji, um, you know, to the novice and most of our consumers, you know, probably don't pick up on it. But for us, you know, we're hypercritical. It's what we do. No, totally. Yeah. Um, does this one have, uh, is this also like a orchard mix or whatever like you were saying before? Or is this it is. the same thing? Yep. Okay. Would yeah, it, so all three of these. Could it be the same apples or not really? You wouldn't use the same blend for either or? Yep, would be the same blend. Okay. Same blend. But because it's a different process, yep. higher sugar or whatever. So you add sugar to it? This one we do. You actually add sugar specifically, which would turn 
the high and dry into the... That's it. Uh, okay. Yep. And so the deal with that is, um, you know, we we don't mind saying we add sugar to some of our products. You know, we add different sweeteners. We don't add any sweeteners. And the reason for that is with the tips up, for example, that's how we keep it six and a half percent. So there's other methods. You could put, you know, non-alcoholic sweet cider back into it. going to drop the ABV. You can stop the fermentation you know, part of the way through to leave some of the residual sugars in there okay. and to drop the ABV. Right. Um, this way we get a little bit more of a consistent product and we also keep the alcohol content up. Amazing. That's fascinating. Um, let's do the safety meeting. Okay. Like. So <coughs> that's not a, 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 you know, we don't say that in Canada. Like I, I've never heard anyone say that. Hey, we're having a safety meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for those who don't know what it is, I guess it's just code for smoking weed. Like, <laughs> like I, I had like all my I got friends in Michigan who said it all the time, and I always sort of one. I think he showed me what I'm like, ah, because we didn't say it in Australia either. So I was sort of fascinated, and I, I like that a lot. And I guess that plays into where we're going next. So this is very relevant to today. This is very relevant to today. It's a, a little tongue in cheek, if you will. If, I love it. If you read the side of the can, well, I'll let you read the side of the can. Okay. With the sweet thing? Uh, no, yeah, right here. Yeah. Right here. Okay. You can just read from the top. Okay, so this is one of a kind and delightfully hoppy. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. But we know that you know that we know. Stay safe, friends. For best results, enjoy the cider in the spirit of Vermont, cold and in good company. I love it. So if you know, you know. If you know, you say. And you get so many people in here that are from, you know, the hard hat industry. And they crack up. So safety meeting. I've you know got I've got one of those every Every single day. You know you're like yeah. Two p.m. (laughs) People go hot. So this is dry hop with galaxy and citra. So this is coming into kind of beer esque territory. Now is dry hopping cider a regular thing, or is that something that you guys have are doing that's a little zany as the kids say you know i think maybe originally years back there weren't many you know now you're going to find it more common um you know from for this we kind of deviate from maybe say some of the local infusion stuff because we go you know all the way out to the pacific northwest or australia to get our hops we go say galaxies you know and you know we sacrifice that local factor for a kick-ass cider Oh yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I love hops from the Northeast, but they don't complement, you know, the apple the way that these, you know, kind of uh, fruitier and citrusy. Like the tropical. Yeah, the tropical joints. Yep, exactly. Right. This smells like it's. It's got a very interesting. Like off top, it's kind of like, it's just yeah, the straight sort of like the tropical, but it's got the apple in there as well. It's kind of like is the, the the different thing that's throwing me off. Oh wow. That is so interesting. That's great. 6.5 as well? 6.5 as well. 6.5 is brilliant. Such an interesting like blend of worlds. So is dry hopping, is that a thing? Like, do people do it? Do like other cider, cideries um, Yeah, I mean, I think, that, you know, I think a lot of them are, are dry hopped. And, you know, what we battle with, with making a hop cider is that it has hops, right? A lot of our consumers are gluten-free or they drink cider because they don't care for beer. Mm. And, um, you know, they're worried that they're not going to like the safety meeting or a dry hop cider because it's going to taste like beer. So we're constantly educating them on the fact that... It doesn't taste like beer. It doesn't taste like beer. It might smell a little bit like some IPAs out there, Mm. but it doesn't taste like it. It is gluten-free, people. Uh, (laughs) It's just apples. (laughs) Right? It's just apples and hops, which are flowers. Um, And so... 
They're vegan, worried, probably. You know, and it, it, it's vegan. It's, well, there you yep, go. Yeah, what vegan. more do you need? Exactly. <laughs> Everything um, box is ticked. You know, and in, in, in my mind, and, you know, Austin might uh, think differently or the same, is, you know, you get some Sauvignon Blanc characteristics from it as well. So okay. it's actually, I think, a little bit more in that direction than it is in a beer. 100% agreed. I've never been much of a beer drinker, and mainly because of the hops and the bitterness that comes from hops. Right. So when I started making and drinking safety meeting and I was pitching it to my friends or people at Brewfest that I was working, the biggest thing that I would, if anyone came up to me, was like, oh, well, I don't like hops. It's like, all right, well, come here because I don't either. And this Try is this. And every single one of them is like, oh, my God. What is this? This is unbelievable. Yeah. And the same way goes in the opposite direction. Like, my dad is a huge beer guy. And... He's always been like, man, I don't want cider. I don't drink cider. <laughs> he's like Boston roots, like right, right. hard ass. And when I would bring him safety meeting, he, he like kind of liked all of our other ciders, and he flipped out yeah. when I gave him a safety meeting. He's like, this, what is- he calls it the gateway cider, or gateway cider to all <laughs> of his buddies, and just like slings it to everybody. And he's converting all his beer drinking buddies to cider. And now they've made their way from safety meeting to tips up, and now they all drink. Amazing. It is, and it's really interesting. I never thought of it about that way. Gateway cider, because I've never even been remotely interested. I used, I vomited off Strongbow when I was like eighteen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like sometimes you puke off something, and then you're just done. Well, that's it the biggest like, thing. Is like our, their like high and dry and tips up is so different from all the other ciders that have completely dominated the industry right. forever. Right. So this is, and I, I guess I haven't drunk any of that stuff literally for like damn near 20 years. So I'm sort of, I went to Citizen Cider maybe last summer, like close to a year ago. Um, and that was my first kind of like exposure to um, craft cider, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but I didn't get, you know, I didn't have you guys here to talk me through it type of thing. So I didn't really know what I was drinking. I didn't really understand what was going on or what the flavors were and maybe didn't appreciate it. So I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like, this is amazing just because I didn't get it. So um, I can definitely see that this would be a gateway cider to get beer guys into it. I just never, a lot of other beer friends have told me like, oh man, you got to like friends from the UK. Yeah. It's huge out there. Huge. They have like cider festivals and stuff. Yeah. And dude's like, oh man, you gotta do it. Man, but there's like, look how many beers there are. Like, I'm busy. Like, I'm busy. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Like, but then I don't know. Now I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, this is actually some stuff that you're right. Very much in the wine world. If you like wine at all, like this is completely up that alley. Yep. Um, this is really solid. And I mean, it, let's be honest. It's almost like cheating. You know, we use Galaxy and Citra. So <laughs> yeah. How can you go wrong? Hard to mess those yeah. Up. Right. It's good because the Galaxy is not like overwhelming. Um, Galaxy usually just like overpowers everything. And this is like nicely balanced. Maybe do you use less Galaxy than Citra? Yeah, you know, we try to balance it out to make nice. sure that some of the citrus is coming through as well. Because Citra is also quite an overpowering hop, but I think if you put them together, generally Galaxy would just bump everything else. Yeah, you know. And, each other pretty well. Yeah. And if you got if you got the ratios right, I guess, yeah. Yep. And, you know, we, we have to be very tight about how long it is dry hopping because, you know, profiles do change. And as Austin mentioned, we don't boil the hops. Um, and so you're not getting really any of that bitterness. But right, if you leave, if you leave them too long, uh, you know the alcohol from the base cider will start to you know bring some of that bitterness out. So it's really a delicate balance to make right. sure how long it's in there and when you pull it. Interesting. 
So, can we speak through the um, the general cider making process just to really like break it down and maybe like maybe in comparison to beer? Because I'm assuming I'm gonna I have to come from a place of like okay, well, the people watching and listening are sort of beer people who maybe have some sort of an idea of like the process, the brewing process. So, is it if we can like maybe we even crack the shandy and then we'll just talk through the. Is that the next one? Yeah, the yeah. The order? Yeah, let's do it. I'll pour some candy. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not, I'm not trying to rush through them. I just want to make sure we get through as many as we can. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to Yeah, we got a lot of stuff, so just keep it a move. Yeah, so I'll pour this. I'll let Austin talk about uh, Tell know, me, Austin. D- delivery to can. <laughs> so we start, you get uh, crushed apples, and you you know, you're hollering at, um, uh, you got the farms who, or the orchids who, who grow the apples and then send it off somewhere else to press them. Yeah, all of our apples Thank are pressed you. right down the road from us. So they take, they unload all of it, press it all, load it into a trailer, and I mean we got a delivery yesterday. So they come through right through the door and we fill the tank up. This bad um, boy, the ferment only. The, yeah, that's yep. FE1. That's one right of there. our fermenting vessels. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's uh, that's the newest one. As I mentioned, we have two more of those coming. Nice. That'll be fermenters and blending. So we work with the local orchards. They grow the fruit. <clears throat> you know, they're we're gonna order. You know, buy the truckload, get delivered to the mill. They're gonna squeeze the fruit just so we get the you know fresh pressed apples, not pasteurized. It's really just, just apple apples, cider. That's it. Uh, so it comes. You know, it's very murky, dark Insane. brown. Yep, yep. yep. And it's beautiful. Um, and so it comes in. Yeah, nice. a lot of organics. And so it comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, we let it get up to temperature, especially this time of year when you're pressing. It's you know pressed it <clears throat> maybe 40 degrees. Um, because everything comes out of cold storage. So we let it get up to temp, you know, typically around 55 or 60 degrees is ideal to, okay. to kick off fermentation. Um, and unlike beer, we're not propagating the yeast. Uh, like wine yeast, cider yeast, things like, they don't like to be reused. You know, they're, they're, it's a one and done kind of deal. Gotcha. So we kick off the fermentation and uh, we let it go. Um, okay. We monitor it every day for SG, for pH, and more, most importantly for taste, uh, taste and smell. We're a small company still, believe it or not. We don't have a lab, so we we rely on our you know sensory to know if things are going the way they're supposed to. Okay. The biggest thing we're looking for um, are off flavors or off smells uh, because apples are naturally nutrient deficient, especially in nitrogen. And, you know, you don't find that in beer as much. You know, a lot of breweries are worried about their water quality. Yes. We don't add any water to our product. It's so it's just, just straight juice. Just straight it. juice, and that's it. Uh, that's our air compressor there. And, and so, yeah. yeah, we just want to make sure that, you know, we're getting enough nitrogen. So we do add nutrients uh, to keep the yeast healthy. We're constantly okay. stirring or pumping the liquid to, to add more oxygen so the mm-hmm. yeast will replicate. Okay. So it's like literally off the truck into there, chucking some yeast, bam, monitor that bad boy. Yep. How long would it ferment for on average? Uh, depending on the season, like Mark said, it, and it's in the winter, it comes rather cold, so we need to give it, wow. depending on which vessel we put it in, a day yep. or a few to oh, let so it like, get to temp. Okay. Oh, to uh, get it get to temperature. Then and then we can the pitch the yeast, and then from there on it can take... If it's warm in the building, uh, ten days. Okay. Uh, so similar. Yeah, ten days on average. Yeah. Ten days would be a good average. Sometimes, <clears throat> especially right now, two weeks would probably be 
pretty average. What are you saying? That? Is that weather-wise, temperature-wise outside? Because well, it's depending on the warmer <clears throat> it is, the faster it's going to go. Gotcha. Uh, if it's cold, it will slow it down. So, uh, and how do you monitor? Is it literally just a crack it open, just give it a taste every day, and just see where it's at? Worst part of the job. <laughs> First thing in the morning, come in, make <laughs> sure like, the tank test. Nine a.m. Like, oh good man. Here. Yep, it's yeah. not drinking, it's work. That's what all of our shirts say. <laughs> it's not drinking, it's work. So, uh, and that's true. It starts at 7 a.m. You know, I, I get here, and if Austin's here first, it's ready for breakfast, you know. And so we're not really drinking, you know. Are you, are you spitting, or are you, like, wine, or is it uh, swallowing? Like you, you got to get the full effect, you, you know. Get the full effect. <laughs> Dedicated, these gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. I like that a lot. I appreciate that. Um, to quickly interject, this is the Shandy. This is the yeah. Shandy. So this... Is phenomenal to me that it's literally you could read a book through this, but yep. uh, it's got lemon in it. It is, yeah, yeah. So I'm this sure is, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So this is summer, so summer in a glass. Yeah. Uh, this is summer one of our our uh, session style. If it's you a good will. episode name. <laughs> summer in a glass. Write that down. We always forget the episode name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to listen to two hours. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Um, and so you know, as the can would would scream, uh, there's lemon yeah. in there, five and a half percent. Wow. It's a homemade lemonade. Like actual, like cloudy lemonade? Uh, yeah, but we filter it. So, as, uh, right? so it takes all yeah, the stuff so, out. Yep, exactly. It's, so we give it some crazy. more shelf life. Uh, we learned it the hard way. The first time we ever made it, it was unfiltered. Uh, there weren't oh enough preserv- preservatives in the world to keep those, those, cans, <laughs> from ex- those cans from exploding. Oh, uh, oh okay. yeah. All yeah. right. It was bad. We that was. Uh, we were excited. It was the summer of '69. No, it was. Uh, it was <laughs> about Adams. four years ago, um, and you know we were still learning very much. And we had a mobile canning operation come in. We said, "This is great. This is you know the best thing since sliced bread." We put it into cans, uh, and it was great for a couple months. And uh, after that, uh, we learned our lesson to uh, make sure it was filtered. Okay. So like you just all of a sudden these things are just <laughs> yeah. You would see they were bulging a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, is it one of those ones where you can, like touch them and then boom? Yeah, one of those. No, <laughs> never happened. <laughs> never happened. Wait, I'm, I'm making that. Up. No, it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's uh, you. Lo- you live and you learn, right? Yeah, and that's it. So that's a great one. So this is is this uh, a year round um, core line as well? So all the cans are core. At least the the, the tall cans. The uh, first ones yeah. that we tried. The first three up. The first three that we tried, we do year round, and this okay. would be the first one. This is our first, first summer seasonal. And right, we, so we're, we're getting around. in. Not even spring, tech. Well, I mean, technically, but. Well, we're a little early, but it's about like to it. go into the market. We it's, just canned it this week, so we're pretty excited. So about super it. fresh. Oh this yeah. This is what we've been doing for the past weeks. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is long. extremely interesting. I never. Like, I feel like I always see shandy around a lot. Um, in the beer world, and I don't think it's necessarily people gravitate to it, but you've because it's usually three percent or something. Yep. Alcohol, whereas this is five five again. Five, yep. Five five, five. Um, which is fantastic, and the lemon just complements the, the the side of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we think they work well together, and you know, if you've picked up at least a little bit, the idea at least for us is we always try to honor the apple a little bit. Yeah. Right? I mean, we could make this three and a half percent, and it could be lemon. Then it's lemonade, yeah. right? Um, and so, by leaving it five and a half percent, just like some of the other ciders with a higher ABV, it just means that there's more alcohol and there's more apple in there. Right. Know? That's fantastic. Such an interesting um, product. Product? It Cider. is a product. Cider. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a, the right word. Um, so okay, so where were we? So we've got the fermenting for ten days, and then once you guys have tasted it at seven a.m., and you're like, all right. <laughs> It's good to go. You're like, all right, we're happy with this. Then what? 
Uh, well, we ferment all of our ciders into dry, complete dryness, which means we ferment all the natural sugars out, which is where the percentage of alcohol comes from. Okay. Um, and after that, it's a lot of delegating to figure out where and how that cider is going to get made into mm-hmm. these products that you have in front of you. So when it comes in, do you have a, an, an end product in mind, or is it just like let's just ferment it and then most of the time up? we do have a plan. <laughs> okay. But, not always. And do we as, ever stick to it? As a small company, the only thing we've learned is you can plan as much as you want, but it's never going to work out the way you want to plan it. Um, so there's a lot of dipping and diving and yeah, I mean, we're constantly we can. constantly trying to keep up with demand. Um, you know, it, to some degrees, we've overextended ourselves just in terms of our reach in New England. We live in Stowe, Vermont. We have a captive audience of people that are coming here from all the New England states, you know, from the mid-Atlantic. And, and you know, our, our goal is to get the cider to our fans. So we have distributors pretty much throughout New England, even into D.C., where we nice. send products. <clears throat> and, you know, their orders are typically 30 to 45 days behind when they would like them. Uh, right. But, you know, and what that is means that? is it, we just, just we don't demand. have the capacity and demand and just trying to make sure that... It's a good problem, I guess? It is a good problem. And, you know, we're not... You know, we could probably get a big investment and, you know, blow out this whole building and fill it with tanks, but we want to make sure that the quality is staying there and that we're staying true to our roots, using the local ingredients, staying to our process, not using things like concentrate or, Mm. um, you know, getting out far the, you know, the the local feel and... Is that not as quickly scalable then? Like in the sense of like, can you just hit up the the apple presses or the orchids and just be like, yo, like, get me more trucks, dairy trucks full of juice? Or it's just like, not that kind of body? Yeah, I mean, that's challenging. I mean, there's, uh, we have 16 cider makers here in the state of Vermont. When we opened up uh, back in 2013, nationally, we were one of the first, I think, 200 cideries in, in the country. Nice. Thereabouts. Now, I think we just broke 900 Jeez. cideries right. in five years. So, wow. <clears throat> I mean, we, we probably could, but again, it's, it's quality control. Um, you know, we've run into problems <clears throat> sourcing apples that... Weird things have happened. You get, you know, you you try to get beyond your comfort level and dealing with people you don't deal with all the time, and you don't get the same results. So you're getting the same kind of fruit. You get a new orchard who promises, you know, the best. Don't bank on it. You know, try it out. Yeah, go test it. Is that uh, something that it's a bit of a challenge then? So like, I mean, do you have multiple orchards or multiple presses that you would rely on? and then test them out you're like oh these guys are the best but they're kind of out right now so we're going to go to the second best is there like anything like that or is it uh that's part of the reason for for growing slow and being more organic about it is so you can work with reliable partners and people who have the same kind of goals sick um and values that you have in business fantastic grow with each other yeah yeah support local support local always no i like that a lot i think that's really uh, commendable like rather than kind of you know trying to go for that explosive growth keeping the product the same and that's I think that's true to the like artisanal craft kind of ethos in uh, particularly whether in, in, in beverages or whatever um, yeah there's no point if you can't make the like you're gonna ruin your brand otherwise yeah we're not interested in that no you know I mean you didn't work for this what five years for right. uh, what to just throw it away because you're trying to like blow up real quick no I know like always think of like compared to say music or like, generally the people who are like one here wonders or really blow up quick have a they do not have longevity and that's no like this it's just generally they don't 
Yeah. So like you got to have that slow, steady kind of like climb, and I think that's the same with any business. Um, so respect, guys. That's, that's really cool. Um, we got the gin one. Now this is the one we walked in. The Tiffany eyed straight. First away. thing she uh, said, did you see that? Like, did you see the gin? Number five. Number five on the menu. Number five. Number four. Wow. Wow. Sorry. Would you like to try this one? Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to behave herself. So using gin in a cider uh, is... Just in case there's any uh, FDA or TTB listening, there is no gin in Ooh, here. Oh, it's the botanicals. <laughs> we use the, the spent botanicals. So what that means is after uh, the distillery is done making their gin, they run it through, you know, when they're making their gin, they run it through uh, proprietary botanicals, typically juniper berry, coriander is often common, but it has to be juniper. Juniper is the key. In order to be gin. gin. Right. And so, you know, as you'll see from the next few here. Thank you. No worries. We like to collaborate. And so this is a collaboration yep. with Caledonia Spirits or, Reach. or, or Bar oh. Hill. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. Or Bar, Bar Hill. Hill. Why do I know? Yo, that was the gin that we saw they did at um, Beverage Warehouse. They had this thing that were like selling these bottles. I'm glad we didn't buy them because it would have cost us... Like it's like if you bought a twenty dollar bottle because we were here for like just the day yeah. and bring it back Canadian customs. The one time I got taxed, they said it would have been eighty dollars Canadian on a twenty dollar US bottle. Why tax. is that? Why is that? Because the words it's I don't want to say tax. on this podcast. It's a liquor tax. It's a liquor tax. Oh, okay. So on beer, on cider, it's like a dollar a can. Like, yeah, four hundred percent, bro. Wow. Like it's out of control. So it was Bar Hill because we tried two different gins they had at, at um, shout to Jason at Beverage Warehouse. That was like, we were like, oh man, we want to get this. Well, that's an awesome and gin. Yeah, so anyway, okay, so you worked with Bar Hill to get there. Is it so they used it for the gin, then you got the spent botanicals? Yep, so the spent botanicals. So when they come out, I mean, they still have a ton of flavor. Uh, they still have a ton of flavor, and they add a little ABV, right? So it's been running through oh like straight God. booze. Yeah. And so we, th we throw that in, we infuse it. Uh, they're a company that kind of has, God damn. you know, worked around honey. They used to make mead. And so they have mm. uh, like an apiary and they have a lot of uh, honey available to them for some of their products and we back sweeten it with just a little bit of honey. I was going to say, I can up. totally get the honey in that. Yeah. Take the edge off. I like that. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. Yeah. That is phenomenal. You guys have to bring some of them back, eh? It's worth the tax. Um, <laughs> yo, that is sick, man. What a, what a really cool concept. And is there a specific um, type of apple? Uh, you know, we actually, for this one, like to keep it uh, a bit more, I guess, subdued, uh, especially in the acidity world, or, you know, we don't want it to be overpowering because we want the botanicals to come through. So with a lot of our um, infusions, you know, we try to, you know, we still want to make sure that the apple is there, but we don't want it necessarily to be, you know, overpowering. Right. This is like a real nice balance. This is fantastic. So that comes in at 6.9. 69. That was right. born uh, from the gin project. Uh, upcoming this summer, we have Juniper Session. So we'll be doing 10 different versions of this cider with 10 different distilleries. Damn. All right. Are they all going to be uh, packaged or are they smaller? They're like all a... going in cans. Yeah. 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 Damn. A distro as well? Or yeah. Oh, yeah. From yep. multiple different states, too. Multiple different yeah, states. Yeah, messing around. How many states are you in? Uh, oof, now we're... Maine, Mass. Maine, yeah, we're in six different territories, I think. We're launching in um, Albany, Saratoga next month, as well as New, New Jersey. Nice. Yep. And uh, New Hampshire is going to be at the end of May. Oh, yeah. What's the cities in New Hampshire? Manchester. 
Okay. The big one Concord. is going to be, well, Concord. The big one is uh, Portsmouth. Oh, uh, yeah. Beach okay. South. Line. Beach well, South. All right. Line. Okay. I feel like that's the state that gets, like, fronted on, like, no one even knows. Like, that in, like, Rhode <laughs> Island or something? Like, who even knows? I didn't even know Rhode Island because of Family Guy. Okay. Otherwise, why would you know? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's sick, man. That's a that's a big project. Ten distilleries. Like, yeah. Going to flood? It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I can to, imagine. Uh, oh, my God. To corral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stressful. Stressful to project. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah, amazing to, but the every distillery has their different blends of that they're using for their gin. So at any time we're using their blends, like you can't mix it with anybody else's. Because it like because it has to be specific to that. But it's also cool just to see and smell and taste everybody's gin. And be like, come on. Man, this is nuts. This is really are, cool. Are they very like markedly different? Oh, all ten. Um, I mean, market wise, yeah. What markedly meaning like significantly different in flavor profile? Yeah, like if you try them side by side, you're like, oh wow, that's different. Oh, bad. Like, I was, I guess? I've never been a gin guy until probably the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when we did the gin series, I wasn't that big of a gin guy. But now, now? going into the juniper session, just like. Whoa. I love gin now, <laughs> and I'm tasting all these distilleries that we're partnering with, and every single one is so different. That's crazy. And I think crazy. a lot of it is, you know, they now they've got the new world gin, you know? So you think of what we talked about before with it just being juniper or coriander. There's this kind of like, I don't know if it came from the UK or English style, you know, the dry gins. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they've come a long ways. I mean, we picked some up from Bully Boy in Massachusetts recently. I couldn't even name the 15 different, you know, spices and herbs that were in there, plus wild blueberries. And, <laughs> I mean, you name it. What they're doing, you know, with spirits now, at least here in the Northeast that I'm familiar with, is, you know, what they were, you know, starting to do with beer and, and now cider. You know, the, the craft else. industry is yeah. alive and well in, in the spirits world. Too. I love it. We were just in Australia in February, and we went to a, uh, a wine area in Melbourne where I'm from called Yarrow Valley. So we went out there, and there's a famous, like, uh, gin distillery. And I've never been to the actual distillery properly before. You went to the tasting room, and they you did, like, a flight of different gins. And you, Tiff's always been a gin person. I was always like, yeah, whatever. So she got me into it. But it was kind of more like, whatever, Tangeray and, like, whatever, like, Bombay, like, mainstream stuff. But it's all pretty solid. Yeah. But when you try them side by side, like, four different gins, and they give you, like, the craft tonic to kind of, like, you sip it first and you kind of mix it in. It's like, God damn, this is, like, they're all so different. And that was just from one place. So I can imagine from ten different distillers, it would just be, like, night and day. It'd be super, super, super interesting. We hope so. It's yeah, pretty yeah. wild. And that drops when? Because this episode will drop next, literally next week. Okay. Which yeah. I bust your balls about it. Because I was like, yo, we need to. <laughs> we got to do it. Want to do this. Right. Yeah. So uh, the first one should come out towards the end of May. And okay, so you know, it's a juggling act right now. Obviously, we just came out with the Shandy. We have other ciders that we produce. So, you know, on the small scale, like Austin said, I mean, we can plan as much as we want. But Who knows, if, if all of a sudden the high and dry were not on the shelf and still, Good that there would be riots. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are, would you, are you guys more sort of like a homegrown sort of like, what's not the word I'm looking for? Like is in everywhere in Vermont, you guys would be in every major liquor store and stuff and people are expecting that or, and it's sort of grown beyond that or is it sort of like, you've got fans everywhere, but, um, you know, is it sort of like super strong here? I would assume then. It is. named after the area. Yeah. I mean, Vermont is, you know, at least 75% of our wholesale business being in six different, um, you know, regions. That's still 75% of our business. And we do quite a bit of volume out of state. 
That's you know, great. we work with a smaller distributor. You know, we're not interested in the, you know, the games that go on to make sure you're on this shelf or you're in this bar. Um, you know, we want to make sure that the people who are carrying us, they like our product, they yeah. like our philosophy, and um, and so do their consumers. So, right. you know, we're not, we don't have any sales reps. We have, nope. we have zero. We have one guy we just hired Damn. as a hybrid position, and uh, I think maybe he's done two sales days in the last three months. I mean, maybe. <laughs> wow. So how do you get into the, the various liquor stores and um, people you know, restaurants? Re- people stores? request it. I mean, we do have distributors. They have sales reps. Um, but, you know, it's it's often uh, it's a little it's, it's word of mouth. Yeah, That's great. So I guess that's like saving on overhead costs. Big time, big time. <laughs> As, yeah. And so it's, that's, I've never heard that before. Because I know that a lot of breweries, uh, you know, you got to kind of like, you know, stomp the ground. Get in, you know, go to every restaurant or every licensee individually. Yep. You're like, hey, this is my story. This is my product. Try that. Cool. Oh yeah, but AB bought all the lines. Like, <laughs> um, <clears throat> is it okay? There's a couple questions then. Is there uh, an issue with the large cider makers, which it doesn't seem so from what you've said, but like you know how like AB InBev is the devil in the beer world. Is there a devil in the cider world? Like it's kind of ruining the game. It's trying to like block channels from distribution and for shelf space for local ciders and smaller companies? No, not my world. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. if I'm going to give uh, a plug here, I mean, we've got Angry Orchard and um, and Woodchuck. Woodchuck is in-state. You know, they're doing great things. They've been so supportive uh, over, over the years. Very good friends of us. If we have a question or concern or comment or want to collaborate, they're right there. Angry Orchard, now probably the biggest. Just bought an orchard. They're in New York. They're innovating all the time, you know, creating great craft products. And the same thing is, is they want, they're growing the industry and they're not worried. You know, I think we have the advantage of cider coming in, I guess, a little bit later than beer and understanding the market and uh, the consumer base being, you know, macro versus micro. And Angry Orchard understands that and they're, you know, building their business and philosophy around that and supporting other local cider producers in the industry as a whole, which is right. it's, it's amazing to see. On the other side, there are ciders made by some of the big players we're talking about, AB InBev. Um, like is Miller Coors? Are they you've got Miller Coors. Sab- you've got the no, C- sorry, Cedra. Uh, Stella. Right, Stella. Stella makers. Oh, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then you got the, <laughs> let's just <clears throat> talk about Red's. Wicked Apple for a second. Have you heard of that one or seen I, that? Red's Wicked Apple. Yeah, and and so anyway, it's just for all of you out there. It's not cider. It's it's no. a malt beverage flavored with apples, but everybody thinks oh, it's cider. cider. Okay. Yeah. So then I don't know if you want to actually go on record and say it, but is like these mainstream ones are they trash? Just like Budweiser and those are trash. Like because we we're like sort of anti macro stuff. At least like. You know, sometimes they do make some good stuff, but at the end of the day, the way that they crush small businesses and the actual quality thing, that's what we don't align with. Is there stuff, like, are their products even good? Because a lot of the macro beers are not. Like, you don't have to answer that. Do you have an that. opinion on that? You don't have to. I don't want to put you under um, the pressure at all. I'm just genuinely curious. My like, answer to that, <clears throat> everybody's got their taste, I guess. It's like some people like the super sweet stuff, which is what a lot of those. the mass-produced industry is making. Right, right. We like dry stuff, so we make dry stuff. And I think the dry industry is slowly growing along with the craft industry. I mean, okay. what, what I'll say, you know, Diplomatic, like is, is 
you know, somewhat trash or not somewhat all the way is, you know, <laughs> when you're going to have ciders that are made from, you know, ingredients that are put together in labs. Yeah. I mean, that's well, trash for me. You know, we're different. Really and, you know, but, you know, to their defense, you know, some of the larger uh, scale cideries are coming out with lines that are craft, that are using mm-hmm. real apples, local apples, real ingredients. And sure, it might be in defense of what's happening in the market, but, you know, when you're talking about adding ground number 674 <laughs> and, you know, things that you can't pronounce, yeah, that's that's no good. No. Yeah. That's so, not what you yeah, want. That's, that's not a what big we thing, want. too, I guess, yeah. yeah. Everything we make is natural, I mean, like you said. Yeah. Right. So Nothing. it's literally, you guys are the spirit of what I feel is the spirit of Vermont, which is that very farm-to-table, organic, and even if it's not like organic in the general, you know, the actual way the word means, but just like, hey, like it comes from the orchard down the road, and then another company down the road squishes them bad boys, and we chuck them in there, <laughs> yeah. and then we chuck them. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Interesting. Like, I'm just really fascinated because I wonder, because I, I don't know if it's even the same in the wine world, but the beer, beer world has this very interesting sort of us versus them dichotomy that I've, you know, it's, it's somewhat common in uh, in that world. Another question on that, maybe we should, I'm so conscious, we've been, uh, none of the matters, it's been an hour, we've okay. gone through five. Yep. <laughs> and we, I mean, clearly we, we're not going to go through all these. No, we're not going to go through all those, <clears> but if we have I would to like pick to, out a couple of highlights... Yeah, I'll I mean, let, like, we're in no rush. Like, like, I'm really just move quickly through the rest. We just move quickly. Yeah, that's key. Like, this is this is the key part. Then we yeah. can just pick some of your favorite. Let's for do that. Days. I'm gonna let Austin kick this off. I'm gonna grab us a few more glasses. All right, no worries. Tell me about it. Uh, so, so this one, this is like I love this. This is very beer like little stubby cans with the with the yeah, label so, on the silver bullet. I love it. Yeah, this is a limited release that we did. <clears throat> we partnered with Lincoln Peak, which is a winery also in Vermont. We All took right. their. Um, this is something we had never done before. This is the first year we ever did it. Uh, we took their red wine pumice. So is that uh, like grape must? Exactly. So what they use to make their red wine, Yep. This we took that, and infu- much like the juniper mm-hmm. with our gin and juice, uh, we infused it into our cider. And, right. I mean... Damn, look at that color. My girlfriend loses her mind over <laughs> this stuff. And a lot of people have... All right. I mean... Unfortunately, it's a super limited release that we did. Okay. But we're trying to Makes figure sense. out a way to do it again. But, I mean, the winery Oof. that we partner with is pretty small, and they make incredible, incredible wine. Okay. Lincoln but, Peak. Where are they based? Um, down south. I'm trying to remember the exact town. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. What's Marquette? Is that the apple? Marquette is the type of wine that they make. A wine. Okay. So the red wine that they use these um, grapes for is their Marquette wine. Right. Okay. So now, uh, grape pomace. So must is what I understand is kind of like the squished grape juice, uh, which a lot of breweries tend to infuse in uh, in various beers and stuff. Yeah. Um, what is it in the context of... What's the difference between the pumice and the... We literally got the solids. So Oh, the, like with the skins and stuff. Yeah, so the, oh. these containers you see right in front of you <clears throat> yeah. that no one else can see yeah. were completely full of just... Squished grape juice. Squished, no, not even squished juice, grapes. just grapes. We got a delivery of straight-up grapes that were crushed. Because uh, some juice at the bottom, so, obviously, that, they, yeah, yeah, that the course. grapes are carrying. So then you squish them more. And we put them in here and... I mean, we did anything and everything we could possibly think of to get as much much flavor as we possibly could. And then lightly lightly carbonated. That is fantastic. 
You might want to try this. Chip, yeah, you might want to try this. This is like a red wine. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, this one's key. <clears throat> that is sick. Did you did you um try it? Do you like the gin one? Jeff? Like, yeah, right? I know, right? It's out of control. It's out of control. Um did you guys either ferment it with the skins? Because there's no bitterness. I assume if you uh, have the we skins, let them sit like for a little bit. There might have been a, a slight bit of co-fermentation, but not much. Uh, we wow. also did one with their white wine pumice, which unfortunately we don't have right now, which came out a little bit more like a farmhouse. That was like a... Oh, the, the, the hazier. I mean, this is probably the, the least clear uh, product we've had so far. Of everything we've had so far. But, yeah. This is fantastic, man. So interesting. It's awesome. Wow. No games. I love it. This is this is great, man. Well, uh, touch of grape. Oh, yeah. Little homage to. Uh, well, do you know? No, I don't. Okay. The Grateful the Grateful Dead. Mm. Oh, such a Vermont thing. <laughs> Everyone loves um, Grateful Dead and fish here. That's right. Uh, the home of fish, but uh, touch of grape is a, a great song by the Grateful Dead. So touch of grape for the play mm. there. Super like. I don't even know what how to describe this. Give me some words. Whiny. Winey. Winey. <laughs> it's kind of like that the word I it's like a light red wine, time. a light carbonated red wine. It's like a darker, light, light it's body. like a darker rosé almost. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's got the color of a red wine, <clears> but I think it drinks a, a bit lighter, like a rosé. It's a little less. And rosé um, is so. Rosé. Uh, <laughs> all so the kids. Where did we mess up on all uh, these? We didn't put rosé on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what you needed to do. Right. Cider rosé. You know, for the summer for next time, right? Hey. Yeah. No, this is super sick, man. Um, super interesting. I love that you guys are working with wineries and stuff around here. Is there a lot of wineries? There's a few. Uh, like, yeah. You know, it's tough climate for grapes. Yeah, I didn't think so. You need the hardy ones, like the Marquette that they use here. They do uh, phenomenal stuff. They make, you know, rosé, pet nat. They make a lot of whites. Nice. So definitely sick. check it out. Yeah. All right. Where are they based? Uh, Middlebury. Oh, yeah, Middlebury is. Like Otter Creek. Yeah, yeah, Middlebury College. Middlebury. Yeah, yeah. Bob Lefsetz went there. Do you know him? It's like a music guy. He has this, I've, some dude who writes this like, like blog every week. Some old guy is sick. He always talks about him one very highly. Yeah. So I enjoy his work. Nice. Um, okay, awesome. This is fantastic, man. This is just I mean, such an interesting, and we're only like six in, and it's just, like, just fascinating. No, seven, I guess. If you cut the bourbon barrel aids. <laughs> yeah, you got to start somewhere. Like bourbon barrel aids cider. It's yeah. just out of control. Um, this is fantastic, man. Okay, sick. So, uh, so I would say, I mean, I'm not going to cut you off here. No, I know we got a lot of beer, and we're into it right now. Um, I think we got to get to, you know, our, our super the safety. The reason we're part of the reason the we're here super today. safety. I think we can uh, all admire the bottles, but let's be honest, we all love cans, right? So we'll get to the growler, and okay. then maybe you want to try a few of uh, Vermont's uh, I'm down, brother. beers as well. How's yeah? All right, I'm down. So today's 4:20. Um, and this is called Super Safety Meeting. Now, tell us why this one is super. Uh, this and is, extremely like rare too. Like this is like the last of what you have. This is the last of what we had. It went fast. If you make it over to uh, Zen Barn tonight, uh, we're sponsoring a show and uh, hanging out with some good friends over there. Steady Betty, an all-female reggae band, is going to nice. rock the house. Uh, they've got a ton of different 
uh, CBD specials. Uh, it's right in Waterbury. And, um, Near Ben and Jerry's. Near Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, is it really? It is yeah. right there. Right across the <laughs> nice. And so, um, you know, this is uh, a one-time only kind of deal. It takes our safety meeting and uh, takes it to the next level. So we had a little CBD. Uh, there are people here in state that are doing the CBD. This comes from uh, good friends out in Colorado okay. uh, after living out there for a little while. Um, Can you explain how, what is CBD for those who are innocent and don't know? Yeah, so I'm probably going to butcher <clears throat> the word, but it's the cannabidiol um, of the cannabis plant, which is non-psychoactive. Okay. So it has a lot of, you know, medical, medicinal. medicinal yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that this is, but I'm just saying that <laughs> it's going to fix uh, it. Has, right, it's going to be anxious. You. That's it. Um, you know, there's people like Long Trail. They've got the medicator. They've done a CBD beer. Long Trail is great. And, you know, this is, you know, just our ce- celebration of the day and um, legalization. This oh, yeah. is in, uh, did you say July? Uh, July June, 1st. July 1st. Yeah. It's about to be on. Yeah. So just to clarify what that means, can like anybody just walk into a dispensary and be like, "Yo, I want that," or do you have to still have a card? You uh, you will not need a medical card. You'll just need to be of age. There's certain quantities you can purchase. Also, you so can, it's like going to liquor store. Right. Exactly. You can grow two plants that are quote flowering, which means that they're producing buds. like the buds. Yep. Um, or and two vegetative, which means that they're you know right behind. All right. For mine, this is uh, so. This is one is unfiltered, clearly. Uh, well, it was filtered, so that oh. is what the That's CBD straight CBD. Yeah, right? and All so right. this CBD is actually uh, miscible, um, you know, which sounds like mixable, and it's kind of the same thing, but it's not oil, so it actually mixes, uh, you know, with water and, and uh, non-soluble. Tell me what I'm tasting here, because it doesn't smell dank. I was expecting dank. There's there's a flavor to that that I can't uh, put my finger on. You know, it's, you know, for me, it's pretty much, I get a lot of the same characteristics to the safety meeting. Definitely. It doesn't have a ton of flavor. Um, You know, again, it it is, it's an extract um, that doesn't have the same properties of THC and marijuana, so it's not going to be that kind of same dank, earthy. Right. You know. So that doesn't always come through because it doesn't have that, like the the chlorophyll, essentially, of the plant that gives it that. Okay, gotcha. It's fascinating. Such a cool idea. So I'm glad that it like just sold out today. It did. Just went. <laughs> so you tapped, you had a keg here? We had a keg here and then we've got two more at Zenbarn. That's amazing. And it was, so okay, such, such a dope idea. Whose That's idea it. was it? Uh, that was me. Um, <clears throat> we've been talking about it for a while and uh, just trying to figure out the right time and the place. And, you know, it's not something we're going to come out. We'd probably price ourselves out of the market, but, <laughs> um, you know, a fun little project. You think the people wouldn't pay for it? Uh, you know, they might. But in a can? <laughs> in a can, right, exactly. In a can, yeah. they'd pay for anything. That's no, what I'm saying, you're in right. a can, whatever. No, in a can, they, they mm-hmm. would. And so I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but not today. Can, okay, so the dumb question. Can you, when once it's legal, not mm-hmm. prior, of course, but can you incorporate elements of uh, the marijuana plant or cannabis that uh, psychoactive and combine that with the alcoholic. You uh, can't, cider? unfortunately. So it's just not a thing. again, I was out in Colorado for a little while. Right. So you know, uh, this, uh, Colorado is the well, mecca. Of, uh, it's legal on a state level, which means you're probably not going to be messed with by the feds. But it's not federally legal, which we are uh, governed by the federal. Uh, 
government body. Gotcha. So if you did do something, you could only go in Vermont because Vermont. No, is because we still have to get approval from the feds to make cider. To oh, make that's cider. what it is. Yep. Okay, cool. So they approve your labels, your ingredients, you know, all the details. That's all through. So the feds federal. are going to yeah. be like. So uh, yeah, no. So how can it? And once again, excuse the ignorance, because I guess in Canada maybe maybe it's different. But because um, I understand it was supposed to be now in it was supposed to be July first as well, but now it's August first in Canada. It's apparently mm-hmm. being legalized, or I think not decriminalized, like actually legalized okay. as well. Yeah. In a similar, this, um, what do you call them? Dispensaries in yeah. Toronto and Montreal that I heard you can just rock up to. They're kind of like casually, even if you don't have a card, they're like, I right, what, what do you need or whatever. Um, but so. If it's a state by state thing, what benefit does that have if the federal government still monitors everything? The feds don't have the uh, manpower to, you know, to to shut down all these dispensaries, you know, okay. and they're not going to. You'd have, you know, I don't know, chaos if people weren't allowed to do what the state wanted and the people what the people wanted and so all of a sudden okay. if the feds were shutting down what the state has already approved i think you'd see a lot of people even in the, in the state government that would you know like wouldn't be happy yeah so then where does that where does your restrictions come in is it just in distro say if you want to produce this particular beverage is this one allowed to be produced? this is non-psychoactive because it is, but if you did want to make a psychoactive one, it would be just difficult because it would be you wouldn't be able to do it until marijuana THC was legal on the federal on level. the federal level. Is that on the cards? It definitely is on the cards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we we see the amount of revenue that's been generated, you know, in Colorado yeah. and all these Cali other states, and, stuff, and yeah. we know how the government likes their money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. Right. Yeah, we just uh, dealing with our first tax thing right now. It's it's very eye-opening, and we're uh, yeah. Sometimes you like, where, what the fuck? Like, where does, where <laughs> what? Do, wh- why are you taking all this? Like, anyway, it's a whole other conversation. Be now. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. That's all. <laughs> yeah. This is a positive. Yeah. <laughs> this is a positive show, guys. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> Flipping the table. Taxes Trudeau. Which marijuana. <laughs> the money's in the weed. <laughs> That's what we need to do, guys. Right. Get out of this bullshit. Just right. go straight to the weed. That's it. Um, take, take the tanks out. Take them out. It's done. We're growing. We're growing. This would be a nice place for growth, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Plenty of room behind the big lights. Two stores, down. at least. Yeah. Oh, at least. That mezzanine <laughs> little thing around there. I like it. Um, no, this is super interesting. So, let's just quickly talk about, I know we spoke about it off camera, just if we're not going to drink them, just so yeah, we we'll can just, let people know what those ones are. Yeah, we'll talk about them. So, we only have three of them left, but we do a four-part local infusion series. As we mentioned, a lot of our... Philosophy is supporting local, but especially these ones, the apples um, and the fruits that go into them. We put a cute little uh, outline of Vermont with the farm names of where we get the fruits. And so every fall, you know, we we come out with at least a couple new local infusion ciders. Uh, This one is new this year. This is the uh, Black Current, the Lanzer's Harvest. Uh, This is the first one that we did uh, part of the series, and that's the Snow's Raspberry where we used to be located was next to, um, and the, actually the building we bought originally was owned by the Snows. And so um, the raspberries were picked by the Snow family. Okay. The 90 year old grandmother of the family were handpicking raspberries. We didn't yeah. make her do that, so we took us out. <laughs> but um, so she handpicked them, then we put a, a little uh, basil and honey in that. And then this one is going to be the, uh, the bear's choice, which is blackberry. Hell yeah. Another Grateful Dead reference, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. 
That's, I love it. I love the dedication. And then it. the last but not least is uh, <clears throat> Pippin Ain't Easy. Um, Great name. Pippin Ain't Easy. Um, new seeds. <laughs> seeds, right. So seedlings, uh, Newtown Pippin, Ribston Pippin, and Ashmead's Kernel. Those are uh, cider specific varietals of apples used for making hard cider, typically not the ones you'd find in the grocery store. Something maybe, right. you know, bitter sharp, bittersweet that you would find uh, in the UK. So they're not really the greatest for eating. They're definitely for squishing and making into alcoholic products. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to have more tannins, you know, more com- complexity in the mouthfeel. Okay. So overall, I mean, looks like we've got about 11 products here. Um, are they the main package ones you guys have on and off, or is it kind of fluctuates? Because you've got, of course, got the three year round and then it kind of changes, or some people can walk in here all year round and expect a certain amount? You'll find those three all year. The other ones, wild card. Okay. But there's always going to be a variety of stuff. Yeah, we've got 14 on draft right now. <laughs> we've probably got about 18 um, total ciders in-house, if you count the ones that are in the cooler. We just don't have enough draft lines. At this wow. Point. Yeah, when we walked in, I was a little like, what the hell? How, how you got 14 ciders on uh, on draft? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and all of these on draft? or These are all on draft right now. All of those on draft and then a couple extras. Yeah. And that's so sick. So then, to look at this side of the uh, the table here... Um, so basically, power hour. Yeah, like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, vomiting after this. So, could you want to just speak through what we have here, and you guys can just pick what you guys uh, would like to consume. I'm completely easy. Okay, I'll let Mark, so, take the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Austin, as you mentioned, is not a huge beer guy. Um, I like to say that drinking beer Step makes up. me a better cider maker. Okay, first, I'm gonna cut yeah. right here in the middle. Um, <laughs> There's a few that I definitely want to try and want to try with you. We have of to course. talk about the broken spoke yes. because that um, speaks to me and our it. philosophy here. I love, love a new can yeah, too. Love the alchemists. Love what they're doing. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I want to drink this with you because oh, you were yeah. so excited oh, about God. it when you walked in. Yes. I feel like we have to. Yes, it is gorgeous. Um, and I don't know how many you want to try. I'll throw oh, those I'm in down there. For everything. Man. Okay, let's throw these in there. Let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do that. Um, nothing against the other guys. They're here for a reason. Um, and then we'll definitely cap <clears throat> off with this one. So I love uh, it. We'll give a shout out to everybody because they're some of my favorite Vermont beers. Fantastic. Um, but if we're going to sample, we're going to sample. We're going to do that one. Okay, yeah. beautiful. I love it. Um, how, just while Lawson's in the washroom there, yeah. how uh, does the, um, the beer scene and the cider scene work together? How does it fit together? How does that sort of look in... Um, well, the beautiful part about it is, you know, we're all selling alcohol to a customer and, you know, fighting for the same sale to a degree, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, we're not beer. We aren't really going for the same customer. People who like cider like cider. People who like beer like beer or people like both. And people are going to choose what they want to drink. And I think what really sets Vermont apart is the collaboration within the industry right. or a cross collaboration within the industries, um, which is the beautiful part about this state is that if you went to you know Vermont Beer Fest this winter <clears throat> down at Killington, mm-hmm. every single brewer had a collaboration they were featuring with another brewer. Amazing. And you know we're, we're all working together, making the best thing we can make and giving the consumer the opportunity to try what they want. Right. Um, and, you know, the Alchemist, stone throw away from here. Yes. The reason I definitely wanted to try this, I live in Waterbury. 
obviously the business is here in Stowe. It's called Broken Spoke, and it's a fundraiser for building a mountain bike trail between Waterbury and Stowe, which I think is unbelievable. So I think it's $2 from every four-pack is going to building trails. This is one example of what they do on a daily or weekly basis to raise money for the community. We can only hope to, you know, do as much for the community as they do. That's amazing. Have so, you guys, yeah, let's crack that yeah. bad boy. Have you guys worked with uh, John and Jen? And um, So we do a lot of events together. You okay. know, we, we both, uh, you know, worked on Jazz Fest. We were raising money, they were raising money, uh, just getting people together. Uh, we do have something in the works that I can't really talk about quite yet. But no worries. We, um, I like that. That makes me happy. Thank you. So. You can make Austin try that. <laughs> yep. yeah. You don't want to try um, it? No, I'm done. And, and, no, she's good. And so this is this is Broken Spoke. This is their uh, just straight IPA. Uh, this is this is oh, double. It's a yeah, it's a double. Uh, oh, it's a double. It's eight. Yep. <laughs> Yo, they changed this, fun? dude. This it's was, not the original. Yo, okay. What happened? Yo, the label's mad different. The label's so, different. This is a fundraiser, so you'll see. Yeah, the uh, the mountain bike wheel on the front. Interesting. So we had we did a video. I've had this a few times, but we did a uh, a video. Like comparing, we had because it's like the Alchemist was all the like, heady was always like the holy grail of beer and stuff. So yep. we came down, we cut this, we had heady, we had focal, and we had um, crusher. Okay, so we did like one of our like our most viewed video on YouTube yeah, sure. was this I'm one because sure. yes. uh, we know right you put it heady top of bam you're good to go. <laughs> um, and this was the uh, like I, I believe and I might be wrong saying it's a pale ale. No, I think focal was the lowest and then. What, what did this used to be? I'm, I'm a little confused now. You know, this so is not what it used to be. I don't, I don't actually remember mm. the, the first time that I... Check. Yeah, go ahead and check it out if you get any Untapped. service. No, I got on the Wi-Fi before. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's take a look. Wow. I'll, I'll be honest. Obviously, I love the beers. You've got, what, three, six, seven here. Yeah. Um, this one falls a little bit outside of my typical changed. preference for them. Okay. What do you um, like? I think it's a little maltier. This has changed. This was nine. Now it's eight. That was eight. nine. Yeah. What is going on in this world? <laughs> and so this is a little maltier than seven? I typically go for seven, with, with their beers. Um, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it. But I think, you know, okay, I so don't look. know if it's the color. And so the now it's like there's all these different versions. Oh, this is the WATA one. Oh, that would be that one. That's a whole Which other joint. The, okay, I have to review this. Whatever trail trails. What would you give this out of five if we're going to untell it right now? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. I know it's a lot of pressure. Uh, that is a lot of. Uh, if I were to put this on untapped and, and have to compare it to their other beers, in my personal preference, I'd give it a three and a half. Oh, I'll give it. What if I give it even four? You give it an even four. four that's you know. Yeah. That's why that's the preference. Uh, you know, John, if you're out there watching, love you, man. I love the beer. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's only untapped. It's I'm even only comparing it to um, you know the other beers, and, so, and those fall more in my. This is I show you the the ridiculous shit. Come here for a sec, both of you guys, real quick. Come in, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry to demand. Ready? Bam. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You're uh, scholars, I tell you. So this is called Broken Spoke WAT. Now, what does the WATA stand for? So that is... Waterbury uh, Area Trail Alliance, I yeah, think, I think it so. is. Ah, wow, good work. Yeah, nailed it. Okay, and um, that's what you're talking about. 
with the that's uh, a fundraiser. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, the Trail Alliance to do from Waterbury to Stowe. Yep. Just for mountain bikes. Why mountain bike? Is this because it's called Broken Spoke? Is bike related in the first well, place? This whole area is some of the best mountain biking trails on the entire East Coast. Wow. Um, and I mean, Alchemist has done endless amounts of work as far as community for mountain biking. And Katie Hill, which is right behind us, is one of the greatest, most well-maintained trail systems in all of Vermont, okay. aside from like the big mountains, which do it. So um, is that is that an all-year-round thing because of um, like a lot of the trails? Like my bikes, yeah. yeah, like his bikes are no bikes. I would say all season. Yeah, that's what I know. Most of season, yeah, yeah. So I know there's like ski season, and then off season is just mountain bike trails. It's so, a lot of mountain biking. In the mud season now is like the, 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 the time where you don't go on trails because if you go on a trail right now, you're just going to completely destroy it. You'll ruin it for everybody yeah, else. You'll make big yeah. ruts that cannot be fixed. Keep I can imagine. Um, Do you have to have those big ones, like those fat wheel that you just You shouldn't even be up there. You, right shouldn't, be a, you shouldn't be up there. You're you should it be in here drinking cider. That's e- it. Even yeah. in the summer, if it rains, you shouldn't be on the trail the next day and they close the trail. And the beautiful Literally. thing about oh, wow, the, these organizations active. is you know, they have a solid following on social media. They'll blast it out and say, hey, I'm sorry, trails are closed. You know, we're headed to, you know, Stowe Cider or The Alchemist or Picasso, whoever it is, we're going to yeah. go grab some beers instead. Or a lot of times they're saying, hey, Bring the beers. We're going to work on the trails. You know, they're picking up the down branches. Um, you know, they're wow. building bridges, yeah. um, you know, to to better the trail system. That was the that biggest was thing that I was getting to is we had a huge windstorm here last October. October. Yeah. yeah. That, so the Katy Hill trail system, which I was just talking about, is going to be completely out of commission this year. So this summer, as of right now, you can't you aren't going to be able to ride on it because so many trees were knocked down here. Um, Look like a war zone. It's right there. a literal war zone. Jeez. There's massive, like, three, four, five feet wide trees that are blocking all of the trails. And, I mean, these are trails that they're up, they're maintaining every single day. Wow. Uh, packing out berms, et cetera. And it's like, Damn. So, I mean, I can only see more projects coming around. Okay, the so it's a real them, positive... Uh, more of the story is that they just support yes. they support community. like crazy and so I think you know, we'll let you take the lead on this one because you were this is almost a, like a kid in a candy store <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god that's the best oh I, I mess so Farnham's actually from uh, Quebec okay so it's actually a, the area's called Farnham it's maybe you know 20 minutes from the border um, I know the owner Jean shouts to Jean he's uh, he said some ridiculous things on our podcast one time he's a very <laughs> funny man so this specific one they opened up a brewery in South Burlington and it kind of pisses me off in the best way that this is not available in Montreal so no I came way. here I went to uh, South to Jason that beverage warehouse picked up a couple joints I was like oh I haven't seen this in Montreal so I grabbed this and a couple others they had a New England IPA so I don't know if, if anyone knows anything about our podcast and me specifically I'm, this, is, this is my jam like hazy IPAs are, are everything to me hot milkshake that's what I'm about yeah. all about that and uh, so I got the New England IPA. When I tried that, I'm like, I brought it back. Just one, one can of each, whatever. I was like, no, nah, okay, it's not bad. Then I cracked this bad boy with my brother on Christmas. Love you, Brad. But like, oh man, I was like so mad. I was like, didn't get it to myself. I'm like, <laughs> why is it so fire? And I didn't, so I don't know why their double IPA is better than the New England IPA and more New Englandy than it's interesting. So I didn't realize that they had a, a second brewery. This is, this is the second brewery. This is the second. Okay. Yeah. So I find them a great, they're um, really cool. I like what they're doing. Um, what I think kind of volume are they doing? 
I think they're doing pretty pretty solid. I yeah. mean, they're in Quebec, Canada is ridiculous with the prohibitive rules. Like Quebec is this bubble. Like these guys are not distributing outside of Quebec in any shape or form. Um, the only non-Quebec beers you can get in Quebec uh, from AB. So there's a Budweiser and blah blah blah. Um, there's one called Bose from just like like ten minutes outside the Quebec border who are fantastic, but they took damn near a year and a half to get the the the, the paperwork to do it. Wow. And the only other ones, in Mill Street from Toronto are there, but Mill Street now got bought out by uh, Molson Coors, so they are. Uh, they get through on them so there's none out there so then they expanded to here I'm not sure why I think it was just because it's like a logical next step and um, now I think Finham are doing pretty well what about Collective Arts yeah man I know that's a Dan hell yeah yeah so um, a lot of their art is based out of here so there's a big Stowe connection and I apologize I I, uh, where I was I think they must have been sold out but they make some great beers and love uh, the concept but their design team I think is based out of Stowe so the designs of what they do there, um, they're also based out of Hamilton, Hamilton Ontario, Ontario. Right. So which is like 45 minutes from Toronto, like just west. But the owner is based out of here, I believe. Bob. Is, it, yeah. is that his name? Right. Bob, yep. yep. Johnson? Because I know Dan Johnson, so I think Dan yeah. is like, I think he's somewhat related, okay. some, some description. So Collective, are um, they do this series, up to series nine, I believe, and they have artists submit art and music yeah. and they and they match the art with the um, with music and they pop them on the cans. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from. The design's actually a, a crowdsourced. Yeah, it is crowdsourced. Yeah, Their is. design team, though, is based, I think, here at Stowe. Down Wouldn't in, be down surprised. Tubbs Mill. Yeah, because oh, they're everywhere. The release party is great. Oh, but yeah. like they really killing it. They're out in Illinois and New York and here and then then like ten, excuse me, like ten uh, American states, which I think is uh, sick. even more than that. I think now he said that really? I talked to one of the reps down in Massachusetts. They said they have 114 employees now. Jesus. They're in 10 different uh, countries, I think. What? Oh, okay. So funnily enough, I met people in Australia, in Melbourne, and Dan, that's how I kind of connected with him. He lived in Melbourne. So I met people who knew him from uh, from Melbourne. i got to go through this lightning round anyway, so we can like, it's not like as much of a rush. Yeah. Because there's all these questions and it depends how long you guys want to do it. So yep. lightning round time. Uh people like to call it the molasses round because it does take forever um so you can answer now i'm gonna say beer but you can also thank you sir also answer sight um what would be your guilty pleasure beer and or beverage say maybe it's fair in this conversation context so guilty pleasure meaning like a beer like in in the context of beer it'd be a beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a fellow beer nerd that you enjoy like some people like mine would be corona i really like corona Okay. So, in the scheme of macros, so like Scott- I gotta give a shout out to my mom on this one. Uh, she <laughs> she set me off on this path. It would be uh, Coors Light, but it's not just Coors Light. It's Coors Light on the rocks uh, in a solo, in a solo cup. <laughs> that's how my mom, that's, that's very specific. That's how my mom rolled. Nice. Uh, that's how you get your water as wow. well. So <laughs> if, you, if you throw the lightest beer on ice. Um, you also stay hydrated if you're in for a big day. So you know what? That's valid. It's for you, mom. I've never heard that before. <laughs> cool as light on ice. They're gonna beat that, bro. I know you're not a beer guy, so you can answer it with anything. Something that's like, I'm sure Mark could answer this question for me. <laughs> what would it be? 1911 raspberry. Yeah. Nineteen eleven. out of New York. And it's technically, technically. No, it's to, be, to be fair, it's, it's, a, it's so a great good. cider. They it's are so craft good. cidery. He's so just guilty it? because he works here. The so only reason, uh, yeah. 
Like, okay. I thought you were going to come up with like Barton's vodka or something like that. Well, he said cider. It could be literally something that you would be. Talk about some of the bad vodkas you drank. Embarrassed that you would say that you like to drink. Doesn't matter what it is, because now. Well, now I've gotten to the point that I'm in the alcohol industry where I can't get be seen without fire. <laughs> like shitty vodka. Like, right. I'm personally a vodka drinker. When I drink cider, it's usually at work and occasionally afterwards. And after that, I usually move on to the harder stuff. But it's. I don't know. I usually drink the so good what's stuff. So, what's the guilty one? Time? Right? Yeah, is That's it 1911? Yeah. All right. Okay. But I like that. They're, they're I can count to talk about this on Monday. But aside from that. <laughs> You're in trouble, Austin. It's over, bro. <laughs> no, it's very good. Anyone very good stuff, though. Anyone and everybody knows that once I leave here, it's always vodka. So it's I'm, vodka. I'm a vodka soda guy. What's your favorite so vodka? Tito's all day. Tito's. Is that for local? I, I, I'm not no. aware of it. They're Austin, Texas. Worldwide, yeah. Austin, Texas. I was gonna like. I was just there. I love Austin. That's such a good place. Um, but there's actually. I mean, if you I, are just not. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, you are going hard, and I respect I th- I th- that. Let's let's talk about this for a. Oh, second. you want to talk about it? I I've even this was, about it. I thought that was a lightning. We called it a power no, hour. Well, the lightning round is, 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 is the question. Oh, got it. So we don't have to rush through the beers in okay. any stage. Oh, phew. Take it. All no, right. no, dude, I'm sorry. I, I, I should have right. explained that. This is the 10 Bends Northern <laughs> Heights Vermont style double IPA, 8%. Tell me about this bad boy. It's actually right. pretty good, too. Yeah, it's very good. And, uh, you know, if Austin's saying that as a non-beer guy, that means a lot. And those are uh, Mike and Jay, good friends of ours. They're in mm-hmm. Hyde Park, Nano. You know, I remember they first started. Uh, I don't know what system they were on. I, I mean, was, is, there such thing as a, is there such thing as a one barrel? There is now. There is now. Um, so their system was super small. You know, I remember similar to when we first started. It's like, oh, you want a cold crash? Put it in the walk-in cooler. You know, uh, there, there's no glycol. You know, set up on that. And uh, long story short, is uh, they recently moved to cans, and this is what they went with. I think the can design uh, is label. Awesome, right? I yeah. Mean, it, it makes you want to drink it. Uh, like yeah, I said earlier, like, um, you know, the can. The design gets you to buy it the first time, and I think the the beer gets you to buy it the second time. And where are they based on? Based Hyde on? Park. Hyde Park. I'm sorry. Where is that? <clears throat> Excuse me. You don't know Hyde Park? <laughs> Bro, come on, dude. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm one literally of the, from the other side of the world. It's <laughs> one of the smallest towns in Vermont. Uh, it's just, it's just <laughs> like, north of here, about 15 minutes or so. Uh, you hit the Rotary Chaos, uh, which well, it's, a, it's a Rotary. It's one of their beer names, but they okay. call it Rotary Chaos, and yeah, it's about 15 minutes from here. Okay. Um, you know, on a little strip, it's a destination and one worth going to for sure. Mm-hmm. Ten, it's so familiar. Like I feel like some of my uh, mates out here. I have think told it's me a river it. name or refers to a river. Is that true, Austin, or I just make that up? Ten bends. Ten bends. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Right, like it's ten so, bends of a river, maybe. Yeah, that would make complete Tiffany? sense. Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> ten Sorry, Tiff. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're butchering your name right now. Yeah, I I think it's. Uh, I like it. Springfield either, either. is what they can. Springfield, is that the... Yeah, so they actually, uh, you, you saw that, they work with Trout River, um, Austin Brewery, you'll see them down there on the end, uh, they've got a nice facility, and so for a small producer, uh, 10 bends, they couldn't even fit a canning line in their uh, facility, so they were fortunate enough to work with another great craft uh, brewery, Trout River, okay. uh, who was able it's to pack it Yeah, there you go. Nice. Okay. Well, we might get to that. Oh, it's a, what is this? Five point five. Soft. Um, we'll get to it. <laughs> After all of this, now I'm says me why trying to drive. Viewers up. call this the molasses round, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like we're one question into this, we're, and we're like twenty minutes. Three minutes. 
Um, beer or beverage you would decline under any circumstances? Oh, man. Am I allowed to say this? You can say Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, You know, I think you use somewhat of a filter, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I think for me, uh, I think it goes back to what you said earlier in the podcast, uh, brings you back to those vomiting days. Um, uh, and that's, that's wild turkey. Um, okay. Oh, there you go. Unless it's mixed with rumple mints. Uh, and oh. that's, we call that a snowshoe. Rumplemints? Uh, yeah. You know rumple mints, like the, the no. mint? Rumple mints. Yeah, rumple mints. <clears throat> You know, it's like 100 a, proof, it's a hundred proof, hundred proof peppermint. Oh, it's and then there's wild turkey is one hundred and one, and so you mix them together. It's called a snowshoe. That's the only way I can drink the one hundred and one is if it's mixed with a hundred proof. I mean, okay, I like that because I think because then it's only a, like some sort of then candy. it's only a hundred point five. It's not. It's easy. And easy. So you would be like people would be like, hey, man, I want a snowshoe. You're like, no, I do the snowshoe. I won't do wild turkey by itself. By itself. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything? Any beverage, like like alcoholic beverage, since you know. Well, any well vodka. I mean, five o'clock, any of that stuff. No, that's, that's a no. How no? Since we're on the liquor yeah. train, what but, could I be? I mean, there's a lot of like really sweet anything. ciders that I would absolutely say no to. Okay. Uh, in the industry, I mean, I just like I like dry stuff. So. Which ones? I like Which the diplomacy. <laughs> Maybe you can tell us off camera. We'll tell. We'll we'll tell you later. Yeah. All right. I respect yeah. that. I, I like that. See. <laughs> These guys, I like it. Uh, favorite, the, the well, favorite beer style. So favorite um, style of, of beer, of cider, of wine, of liquor, something that's a favorite. Well, uh, two rules for me. Um, it needs to be dry and crisp in the cider world. Okay. Uh, I do enjoy and respect some of the you know the funky earthier ones. I think there's time and a place, but if it's something I really want to like, drink, yeah, it's gonna be dry fan. with yep. no sweetness and it's okay. gonna be crisp, like easy light to drink. Okay. Um, and if it's if it's a beer, it better be cloudy, better be hoppy. My man, cloudy. If I can see through that shit, right. unless it's a lager or a pilsner, right? Even then, right. I don't want to be able to read a book through my no. my alcoholic <laughs> beverage. No, no, unless. It's a uh, high and dry cider. There you go. Because I'm now converted. It's my man. You like that? You like that, huh? I'm, I'm hopping on the dry and crisp train. That's the only way I Bam. get it. So. Dry and crisp. But I also don't drink beer. So, if, But if I was a beer drinker, <laughs> it'd be hazy. It's, AF. Exactly. <laughs> AF. Which is why that one is fire as hell. <laughs> right. Um, least favorite. Doesn't mean you hate it. It just means it's your least favorite. Well, the question is least favorite beer style. So Wheat beer. Like, I can't Ooh. take that. Stuff. So many I'm brewers sorry. say that. I can't take it. I can't do it either. Why? Tell me why. Uh, well, beyond just the, the taste, the, I think the finish. I think it lingers in a bad way. Much. You know, like I think there's some wheat beers that pull off like a, a little citrus on the front. It's like, ooh, I like this. But and then I just terrible. feel like I put my foot in my mouth. You know? <laughs> I'm a hockey player. That's bad. Yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, that's not really going to work for the hockey players. Yeah. Um, that's a great one. Okay, Desert Island Beer. So a beer you would, if you're going to, they're not going to rescue you. But, but, but they're going to gonna provide you with, okay, it's Desert Island Beer. So Desert yeah. Island, whatever the hell you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, something you would drink on a Desert Island over and over. They're going to deliver it to you at the exact condition that that product needs to be consumed at so if it's a uh a, you know a hazy ipa they'll give it to you you know fresh cold whatever okay talk to me so austin, what is so what is it austin, austin texas talk got? to me about it it's austin massachusetts but 
Oh, Austin, Massachusetts? Is that because oh, you're from that? That's Marketing. Right. Park it the is, car. It is a place. You sound like a me, mate. Park Stop it. Yard. Stop copying me. I'm tired of it. Um, I'm finally racist. I don't know. Jeez. Shameless plug is Shandy, but like, well, if, if we if I need to be on an product. island with endless amounts of alcohol, yep, we're coming into Shandy season and the Shandy man can, so I'm gonna drink Shandy. <laughs> <laughs> the Shandy man can. Like, yeah. Can you write that down? Because we'll decide later. <laughs> the Shandy man can. Shandy man comes around. I feel like I feel threatened, yeah. but I, I get excited at the same time. Um, be it uh, well. It's, the question is beer trend predictions. So I don't know if you're going to apply it to cider trend predictions. I think you you can. are just an animal, Mark. I like your style. Please continue. <laughs> okay, welcome. Um, yeah, if uh, if if we could talk beer trends, you know, or cider trends, I I think I think I think they're going the same direction. To be perfectly honest. Yep. Um, I think you know IPAs. They've carved out their place. They're going to continue. I think the palate uh, is moving a bit. Drier or more sour, if mm-hmm. you will. I don't know if the the, the goes or goza, however you want to pronounce goza. it, is going to have the same, you know, uh, type of. Uh, I don't know if it's going to have if it's going to be the same as the IPA, but yep. I think that sours are going to make a bigger appearance here in the future. Um, and That's same with drier ciders. I think I, the palate is moving that way. Dry ciders, sour beers. I think so. I couldn't agree more on both sides. Seriously, I yeah, no dead ends. Okay, we didn't rehearse that. No, <laughs> we did not. We did not at all. I think the dry sires are definitely making a, a huge coming, not only from experience, just because a lot of people didn't like high and dry when you. Really, why is that? Well, they liked it, but they weren't like in love most with people it. like tips up. Not like tips up was our flagship and has been our flagship for a while, and now we're kind of leaning more towards high and dry because. Okay. There's a huge cult following for dry ciders, mm. and the, I, the whole no sugar. Yeah, man, of, you feel better the next you day. You feel way man, better. I'll be yeah, honest. I mean, I've tested right? that theory yeah. <laughs> time and time again. And like, dude, like from a non-cider drinker, like of all the uh, ciders we had today, as fantastic as they all were, my fi- my favorite was high and dry because of. I don't like alcohol. Like I like high ABV products, but I don't like. Uh, I don't like to taste it. And you absolutely couldn't taste anything in that uh, in that cider, and um, it tasted like literally fizzy, just fizzy apple juice, like yeah. I, like what we would call apple cider. At yeah, home. Like without the sugar though, that's a beautiful part. We've yeah. had it tested. It's so crisp. Um, there is zero grams of sugar. It's sugar free. That's amazing, and I, I can see why though. Like, because I think from a beer drinker, it's not offensive in the sense of if you are a you know like a malt person, and then you're trying to go into something like that that's not overly sweet because a lot of beers aren't really overly sweet and the people who like maybe IPAs don't always like you know they like the bitterness mm-hmm. so you're going to convert beer drinkers even though maybe if your your dad was like in the safety meeting which I really also enjoyed I would honestly personally for me the high and dry is more of a uh, uh, what do we call it again gateway, uh, gateway. gateway. No, yeah. I forget the word gateway I think bridge I think bridge gateway no, is no, gateway is better. the word I don't know why I always forget it Gateway for me would be that one just because it was just such a pleasure to drink. Yeah, I mean, we don't go to a beer festival or an event without safety meeting or high and dry. No, hell no. Don't. You know, because <laughs> the tips up, we already have a customer base, a market for that. So, like, why are but we trying to sell that? Gonna you know? get you the new guy, and the new so, people. you know, the tips up, 
is our, our biggest seller in the market. High and dry, very close behind. Not here in this house is safety meeting. Safety okay. meeting or high and dry. So after people have had a chance to do a flight and try, you know, their top four ciders, uh, they walk away with the high and dry of the safety meeting. I'm absolutely not surprised at all. Yeah, because they were definitely that from a, from a beer drinker side. Because I don't, I, I don't know. I'd be actually curious to hear like from any listeners or, or viewers like. Are you a cider drinker? Because a lot of people do say they are, but like that to me was just it stood out so much, um, and it really was attractive. So I would assume that you know that that would be kind of the style that would attract beer drinkers and convert them to cider. Because like I'm genuinely interested on in my bullshit. Like that is like genuinely like, like man, I would I would crush that no problem. Um, what is this? What are we drinking? Um, well. Neither Hulk. of us know. Let's find let's, out. Let's Hogback find Mountain. Out. You got Google? Hogback <laughs> Mountain Brewing. This is Bristol. I apologize, guys. I probably should know you. Uh, it is handcrafted. Yeah, Hogback. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cheers. Whoa. Slow down here. Yeah. Handcrafted in Bristol. Bristol is in Vermont? It It is. Somewhere, Represent. Somewhere south of here, right? Awesome. Awesome? Awesome? Can you tell me? Bristol. It's called the B&L. Yeah, the B&L. It's a, it's a Vermonty IPA. Uh, which is uh, slightly different than a New England IPA. Uh, Vermonty. Yeah, slightly different than a New England IPA. Okay, which technically, that's actually facts, though. Like, Vermont IPAs are different than New England IPAs. Oh, it is? So, I would call... you could compare it to, like, what, Sam Adams and all those guys? No, I wouldn't compare it to Vermonty. No, 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 hell no. Um, In my thought would be the, say, this to me with that, the haze, that would be a New England IPA. This is a Vermont IPA. So Vermont IPA uses Vermont yeast, which is super popular in Canada now. Yeah. Like dudes are using this like everywhere. And um, see, it's not like as milky hazy. Like if you want to even put it side by side, you got a little left over here. Like side by side, like you got a lot left over. Like you're <laughs> out of my graveyard. You just got called out. Uh, hey, no, I ain't, I ain't hating, I ain't hating. You're being responsible is what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like milky in comparison to kind of like just a little bit opaque. So Vermont is IPA. That, uh, less hops, more malt kind of thing, you think? This one smells quite malty. Yes. Yeah. Six, five. Yeah, this is malty as hell. And that is not in a... Uh, is that Vermonty? Is that a Vermonty IPA? Is that more malty? If I drank this not knowing it was from here, I would not call this Vermonty. Okay. I don't feel, I feel like it's Vermont E. That's maybe what they're trying to say. It's yeah. not like crazy Vermonty. Like, because it's actually a style. Like, I've got some stuff in the fridge from Toronto that's called a Vermont IPA. Vermont style really? IPA. It's huh. a whole thing. You guys have like, changed had, the game. Yeah, I've had some friends uh, recently, actually, one that was over in Italy recently, that found a, um Italian beer that was New England style. Yep. Honestly, dude, it's not... Made, in, made in Italy. Interesting. Because that's what sells. It's Well, I'm sure it does. Because Vermont is well, a... Like, is when a, did that happen? That New England style IPA was <clears throat> the the New England stuff <clears throat> came in, but that it was Nash uh, global. It's global. Oh, dude, I was just in Australia, and there's New England style IPAs out there, and it's an actual thing. And you have a guess what they call it out there? They call it a Nipa. A Nipa. IPA. <laughs> and like a few bureaus were telling me, people come in and go, "Can I get that Nipa?" And he's like, "You mean the New England IPA?" Like they get mad about it. <laughs> Like the brewers, I haven't heard serious. that yet. Yeah, because it's just an Australian thing. Because <laughs> right. these guys yeah. have no like people like unexposed to it. So a lot of them, even the brewers, like when we went out there, 
I met them online on Instagram as we all do yeah. and um, they're seeing the, the beers that we get to drink we're very lucky being that we're so close to Montreal to here so we get to come and get the American stuff and then now Montreal and Toronto at least and I got friends in Vancouver who send me stuff or whatever so I get to you know try it from a bunch of different places all the fire so in Australia they're looking at it like oh, they're jealous of what we're drinking and they're just making it not knowing what it tastes like oh. so I was sitting with a brewer for a podcast shouts to uh, Merrick and we're trying it I'm like, oh it's chalky so Oh, okay. Chalky, that's what it is. So they're like making it off your taste? Yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> All right, add more chalk. Add more chalk. chalk. <laughs> Just put it in, put it in. Just crush it up. Like, he didn't know what it, what that was because he hadn't actually tried the yeah, stuff. Interesting. But he, but he managed to nail that style. Really? So it was, it's, it's like New England in general has really created... Uh, a name for it. Do we have a second to okay. talk about like we have a second to talk about whatever you want, bro? Those New Yo. England style IPAs. Tell me about it. Are made with the hops grown over there. That's just funny to me that, uh, that in you Australia. Know, yeah, yeah, right. So it's like we're using the Galaxy hops here, and <laughs> this is in New England. Cool, but they're the ones that are growing that the hops. It comes like, full circle. It comes full circle. Doesn't it? It's, it's interesting. You know that it's so I crazy. Know, I, I thought that no, was kind that of funny. You know, we're calling them New England Dead style IPAs, but it's actually grown over there. Yeah, yeah, but they it's and it's really hard to get right the other way, right? Like, I mean, like, Australian. but I mean, I those hazy IPAs haven't. I mean, they weren't doing it, right? No, 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 no. Right, no, and they've like, just. Oh, wow. You know, the, the the annoying thing was that we were just there in. Excuse me, I was there in 2016 summer. Well, our summer there, winter. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't been back. I moved here in 2010 or to Canada in 2010. Hadn't been back. Went back for the first time. Didn't know jack about Australian beer because I did, wasn't a craft guy. Just drank everything, and I was very much misled by big chain, kind of the what, what we would call foam craft beer, mm-hmm. kind of the equivalent of shop top. Okay. Thinking it was, I'm uh, buying all this stuff, and people were like, dude, why are you posting this? Like. Like, I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, no one told me anything. I'm just like, whatever, figuring it out. This time I went, because that was an emergency trip type of thing. This trip I went back, I knew for months I was going. And since that trip, I'd subscribed to Australian uh, website newsletters. So I was getting all the info and I knew what was going on. So I knew what I had to drink. And I went and tried all this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is surprisingly good. What the hell? And now since I left, literally like less than two months, they just drop in Northeast IPAs like it's nothing. I'm, the, I'm so annoyed because you can't send beer over international lines. Oh, so you want you to taste it? Is that really? Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed. Is, is, it a is that an Eva? But like they're uh, they're really going hard at it. Good. Well, so hey, I'm, I'm you proud. Know what? Of it's a good beer. You know, it's, it's a good style. Beer. It's so a good style. You guys you are changing the game that. worldwide. Yeah. Like I think that's something that maybe people in this area are quite humble and don't really understand how much it changed the game. Like New England. In, like breweries and stuff are just like actually affecting the entire world with the style that they created and it's become it's a cool. and it just got uh, added into the Brewers Association it did it's an, States, an yeah. official definition it's an official right? style it's a thing which is crazy to me yeah uh, makes me super happy um, let me go back to this so I'm kind of like just noting the reviews at the same time as doing the lightning round so we've got uh, Desert Island Beer Beer Trend Predictions what do you think of the next trend do we go there we talked about yeah we talked about you've given me That's a lot okay. of alcohol uh, favorite up and coming breweries cideries uh, wineries uh, distillers anything that you think is a favorite of yours that is uh, you know people should look out for That's on up the and way coming up. does up that mean coming. like Maybe hasn't popped yet. Maybe a bit newer. You know, they could be open already. They could be not open yet. That you guys just have friends that are starting an establishment and uh, blah blah blah. All right, I'll go first. Uh, if, if I had to go in the cider world, uh, I got to give mad props to uh, friends over at uh, Shaxbury. 
Um, What's you that? know, they're they're in Virgins. Um, they make one of Austin and my favorite cider, I think. One of their spritz. Uh, it's really phenomenal. Just as the name would okay. apply, it's a spritzy cider. Uh, okay. Nice, nice bubbles, uh, citrusy. They're doing right. great things. Um, <clears throat> but you know, they've got the opposite end of the spectrum too, where they do more of the the farmhouse or the. Um, you know, <clears throat> wild ferment, you know, funky style cider. So got to give props to uh, David and Colin on that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, can't go without talking about uh, 10 bends again. Um, you know, These guys. They're, they're doing their thing. They're doing it well. It's a tough industry. Like you just mentioned, there's a, a lot of competition. a lot of competition and a lot of IPAs. And, you know, I think they, um, for the better, have their their blinders on. I don't think they're out there chasing what's hot. I think they're just out there doing what, what they, they like, like. like what they like to do. And yeah. you know, Mike and I have a joke, uh, and it's funny because I had the saying and he had the saying at the same time. We didn't know. Uh, drinking beer makes me a better cider maker. Right. And uh, he came to me one day and he's like, "Well, I need. We need. We're out of cider." And I said, "Well, how'd that happen? You guys weren't even open." He's like, "Well, I drank it." <laughs> and he's like, "Drinking cider makes me a better brewer." And, uh, and, you know, because you need a, a clear palate, something that's not influencing what you're doing. And, you know, when you're a, a business owner or someone who works as much as Austin and I do, um, you know, you're, you're sampling a lot and you're working a lot of late hours. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you need a palate cleanser. <laughs> to, to switch it up. And there's yeah. also to support that. There's the saying that's like it takes a lot of good beer to make uh, some good wine. That, well, that's probably yeah, maybe wineries where it came that. from. The same like, thing, oh, yeah, right? Same thing, right? And yeah, it's like I'm same glad concept. That's, yeah, it's, it's like a vice versa, yep. like a reciprocal type of thing. And I like wine too. I don't discriminate. Everything is bomb, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! Did you uh, um, have any faves? Or would you concur? Since I'm playing the liquor route, I might as well go with. Bully Boy out in Boston is one of my favorite distillers. Right. And I'll just keep it short and sweet. I'm good buddies with them, and I have been for a couple of years. I'm super stoked that we get to partner with them. So They're one of the distilleries in the uh, 10... Juniper Session. Yep, and they're in uh, Juniper Session. So. Yeah, I love it. Um, favorite beer city or alcohol city, destination, or country? Like, where do you like to go to drink the fire? Hmm. It's a wonderful question. Know, Mark? Right? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're talking, uh, you know, there's two different ends of that fire spectrum. I think you I think you already said it, Burlington, I guess. I mean, here, if I'm going for beer, uh, I'm spoiled, and that's what I love. I love the juice. The juice here, so you know, the hazier, the better. Um, you know, I go out to, yeah, phone. Phone are you kidding, to are you kidding me? Like, right. Yeah. Stop it. Are you kidding me? You guys make me sick. Out um, and then fair. you go out west, and it's like, oh wow, this is what we used to drink. Sorry, well, but this I mean, is you know, and it's just never facts, right. And it's like that was good at the time, but you know, the time is now. It has changed. It's monkeyish indie, like indie is out there. Yeah, like, I haven't experienced noble. it yet, so I've, I've, we'll take your it's word for it. it. We but, went back in October. Um, you know, if we're talking, uh, I, you know, spirits. I, I think here too. I mean, I, I, I we have to. Give a nod to Smuggler's Notch Distillery, to Green Mountain, to Caledonia Spirits. Um, but, you know, if we're going to put it all together with a little music, let's go to Austin, Texas. Ooh. Now, we were just there, <laughs> and that was pretty fire. Yeah. Did you get a tattoo and a slice of pizza? 
Neither. Oh, oh my. <laughs> so I didn't really go to Austin, did I? No, you didn't really go to Austin. I mean, I had some beer. Right, all right. I had some barbecue. Yeah. I didn't wear a cowboy hat. Yeah. No, I went South by Southwest. It's you got to go back, gotta Yeah, go I got to go back. I want to do this. You got to you gotta get a, a slice of pizza and a tattoo, and then you've really I went to Voodoo down. Donuts. Does that count? Uh, that was kind of gay, yeah, so I lined up longer Voodoo for that than I did for the show. Yeah. Voodoo was really I think I went to Voodoo in Denver. But anyway. I didn't even know they had it in Texas. I think that they blew do. my and mind. They have one in LA too. Yeah, yeah okay. really. Or wherever. Worth the trip. I thought it was just Portland, so I was like, I'm not going out. And I asked the, the girl at the counter, I was like, Yo, which is the one that Rogue uses for the the Voodoo Donut beers? And she was like, What? I was huh? like, Just uh, give me uh, the never purple mind. one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, please. Yeah. I was like, Should I get one? She's that ill. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just want one. After, after I finish one, I was like, Yeah, that's all I need. Sorry, dude, please. No. What was the question again? I don't know. It's been on destination. 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 I think the entire state of Vermont, really. I know, I'm sorry. We're, we're here. No, no, don't <laughs> apologize. I mean, it's hard to, well, for me especially, because I'm not a beer drinker, but I know that the beer is industry fine, yeah. here is insane, but there's a lot of super young distilleries in the state that should get way more recognition than they do, and cider, I mean, we're here. Woodchuck's here, or not Woodchuck, um... Woodchuck's here. Uh, yeah, Woodchuck's in Southern Vermont. Mm. I mean, yeah. It's, it's all out here. I just say Vermont in general. Like, I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah. This is my favorite place in the States. If I could live anywhere, I'd live here. Like, it's just so sick. This is the most beautiful place here. It's beautiful. Best food, by far. Best. Uh, What's your alcohol. favorite restaurant? Farmhouse Tap and Grill in Burlington. Oh, Shout out to Justin. Justin Gould. Love, Justin Gould. love yeah, you, Justin, bro. Justin. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go see him tomorrow. See right? <laughs> I've got some stuff for him. Okay. Uh, he hooked me up with my first treehouse beer. I told oh, him we hadn't had treehouse. Right. He's like, oh, okay. He and lives he right down up. the road from here. Does he? kids together on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Justin would be cheeky, little cheeky bastard. <laughs> see? I like that you guys know each other. That just yeah. makes me happy. That's fantastic. No, Vermont is... Like, I mean, let's talk about, you know, the bartenders and managers of the industry. I mean, they have a lot to... Uh, they, they, they need a lot. a lot of credit, you know. Absolutely. They're curating the menus, and Justin, you know, in He's my mind, yeah. is the man. I mean, if you go to that establishment, he knows his shit. And you know what? The people working underneath him, they know their shit because he does. And yep. you know, he is very thoughtful about what he puts on. And you know, cider event one time was like, "Well, we sent you this." He's like, "But I thought." this would work better with the menu and the lineup we had and we're he like, and he took it on him and i wasn't mad you know i, I could have been but because he knew and he's like i really enjoyed this and i looked at the rest of the ciders that we had going and so i put this on and he i mean he wasn't wrong you know and so um it's a, it's a skill set it's a skill set and uh anyway it's undervalued no no that's a Bro really good point Justin. bro yeah, yeah. hell yeah I'm going to send him a photo of all of us. Uh, do you know him as well? You're interested? Did, yeah. yeah, I'm going to send him the photo of uh, trip out because I haven't yeah. told him I'm coming. I forgot. Okay. Um, that's super, a really good point that the the people like that, like him who are actually curating menus in, in beer bars and stuff. And props, the, yeah, and props to Farmhouse for giving him the, uh, the freedom to do that. Absolutely. You know, because there's so many places that expect you to curate a menu and a draft list um, during your time as a bartender when you're getting slammed you're getting your ass handed and you can't you have no time to do any of that so you know they actually give him yeah, from what like I know some manager. time that's his, that's job, his like, job is yeah. to make sure that the beverages Beer are the and best and you know what day. people love drinking they love going out to drink and if you can provide them that experience they're going to come back again yeah. the food that's important but food's you know, out of control there both like it's, it's yeah. insane 
Um, underrated style or brewery or type of liquor, city or country. Now, I'm going to run and take a piss. I'm going to let you guys handle this one. Okay. Underrated anything. So it could be like cider in general. Like I'll leave this open so I don't have a code on the phone so you can open it. I'm going to run so I'll be quick. But underrated style, like maybe it's like a, a you know, you guys think a, a winery, a brewery, yeah. a style doesn't get their props. Or a region doesn't get their problem. So this is uh, the Mark and Austin uh, podcast, and uh, the <laughs> yeah. most underrated style, uh, in my mind, I think we touched on it earlier, would be the dry hopped cider. Uh, I think it's undervalued and underestimated. People don't understand what they're getting um, when they get a dry hop cider, and that it's it's just it's not beer. Hey, we love beer, but it isn't beer. Uh, so that that would be my vote, I think. No, I completely agree, especially when we're at events and stuff and people think that they don't want hops, like I said earlier, but yeah, it's a completely different flavor profile and a, a lot of people are thrown off by the fact that it is a hop cider. We're constantly educating people, you know, it's a flower, it's not a gluten, that hops... Um, that's what brings a lot of the fruitiness to those IPAs that we love. And so if you take the boiling factor out, if you take the malt factor out, you know, you're getting juice, you know, and that's what a lot of us are really loving about these New England style IPAs is the juiciness. And, and I think, you know, the hops that we're using or, you know, some of the Nelson hops like citizens are using, I think, um, you know, those are playing a, a big factor in, in how good hop ciders can be. And uh, if you're listening to this and you are a cider fan or you're gluten free, um, again, there's no gluten in them. They're juicy, uh, phenomenal. Uh, get outside your comfort zone and give it a try. Oh, it says here, underrated brewery or city. I think I've touched on both the distillery. Yeah. And, I mean, the entire state of Vermont, I think, is pretty overrated on a national level. But yeah, like, I could see a lot of places like Silo or a lot yeah. of other distilleries that we partner with that deserve a lot more credit yep but yeah i would agree with that it's also really hard to get these small distilleries (laughs) outside of the state because i i feel like i would agree yeah i mean silo they're down south and they don't get the recognition that they don't get the recognition they're not in chittenden county or i feel like there's also a lot of places here that don't really want the recognition like they're okay yeah. with the fact that that's not what they're about. They're okay. just trying to blow through. <laughs> they just want to dominate the sales in Vermont or just make really good stuff in small batches, and they're completely okay with that. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfect, but that, I mean, that's also how a lot of small companies start out too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, some people are like happily small, and that's okay, as long as they're doing what they need to be doing. Uh, best beer you ever drank in your life or best um, alcoholic product you ever drank in your life oh shit that's alright <laughs> Mark's not gonna fuck it out he doesn't care just see the um, boss just before we do what, what is this one this is Upper Pass uh, this is Upper Pass uh, that's a new label I haven't seen that yeah this is uh, one of my favorite labels out there hip to the hop bring her in uh, Mark bring her in it goes in Um, <laughs> you guys are hilarious. 
Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Apple Pass. Yeah, so, so they're down at Tunbridge, which is uh, like south central. So maybe, I don't know, a little over an hour from here near Randolph, just off 89. Um, you know, they do some amazing stuff. They've got the one drop and the cloud drop. And uh, I think when, when oh, you, we first started talking guys. about this, okay. I said they have to be there because that is uh, NEPA. Is that what we decided? <laughs> the Australians are going to kill you, but yes, the old NEPA. <laughs> Which is like the worst name. Like, don't call it. <laughs> don't call it a Nipa. No, ever. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's a ne- running joke here on the podcast. No, it is not. But yeah. Uh, seriously, do as Wait, I say. Now, get in, yeah. Mark. Cheers, cheers. That's a Nipa. It's because you know what? To me, that's more of a Vermont. A Vipa. This is more of a Vipa. Yeah. <laughs> I would say their their upper pass or their cloud drop or not their upper pass the uh, first drop and yeah. cloud drop. I, those cloud drop is great. I haven't had this one yet. Actually, is why when I opened that, so I was surprised to see how light it was. How do you feel about that? I enjoy it. Okay. Um, talk to me. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. Yeah, I mean, if you, I what I like is it, it's lighter. I mean, honestly, it's like lager meets IPA for me personally. The the profile. And I'm I'm a cider guy, so you know. Interesting. Take, so, take whatever I say with a grain of salt. No, but, totally. Um, you know, it has that color of of a lager with a little bit of haze. Uh, it doesn't have that malt backbone that mm. some of the other beers that we've uh, had tonight do. Yeah, um, it's definitely not as as like boldly hoppy. Right. It's it's like I would call it like I said a vipa. Right. It's kind of like in it's got a, a nice chunk of each. I think. Right. Yeah. I mean. It's definitely fruity. Mm-hmm. It's got that Vermont yeast that gives it that fruity vibe. Do you mess with any of these, or are you like, are you just like, no? Nah. Uh, there are a few that I did like, but now I think now we're in there, the wheelhouse where I'm not the biggest fan of it. I understand. Hey, I'd like to be real. Yeah. Best beer you ever drank in your life. Sorry to cut you off there. That's No, it's fine. Uh, I'm actually interested to hear this one, Mark. Oh, oh so, so best... Sorry, I don't want to put you on beer. So... Best alcoholic beverage you ever had. Now, some of the most like exquisite brewers would say it was a Budweiser. I was on a boat with my dad and we were fishing. Well, it's more about the experience, right? Can we talk about the fact, you know, like what you feel when you're in a certain situation, you you experience, right? Yeah, man. Uh, We've we've been there. Uh, (laughs) We'll go into too many details about some of those experiences. But, um, you know, I think maybe, you know, Austin, you might have to uh, dial in. Which event it Ooh, was? Dial in. I like oh, that. Man. Very brewery. Brewer it, of you. If if uh, it was that artifact, um, the was it the wild thing or the wild one? That cider, and was it at Cider Days? It's kind of like that black and red label. Remember There's the artifact? Br- I do. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruity. Because it was one of. Oh man, no, it's just it was one of the few ciders that I actually enjoyed. That you really we enjoyed there. There, yeah, yeah. there, right? And and it was I think it was called the wild wild thing or wild. What was I mean, it for something that was so great, was I mean, it was black, you know, the one yeah. that got away, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of thing. So like, you tried wow. it that time, you're like, oh, my wow. God. Do you remember that? And, like, where I it was? Do, yeah, it? Yeah. I haven't seen it on the shelf. I don't think we get it here. Uh, phenomenal cider, by the way, Artifact. Um, and that, local? that was one. Uh, they're out of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> you know, if we're going to say... Well, like you said, it was situational. And that, and situational and that, is that for me. The only way to make this we were with so many different ciders. We're taking, you know, our cider obviously off the table. You know, we're putting hundreds of ciders um, in the mix. And that one, like, wow, the next day was like, wow, do you remember that 
Art artifacts. Clear standout. Yeah. Like every wow. single one of us. And we, I think we had four or five people there yeah. at the time. Everybody We're came back like, to that. Oh my that God. is crazy. That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. So props to Artifacts for that. You would agree? Definitely. Artifacts? 100%. Okay. Uh, first, well, first beer you ever brewed. So it'd be first cider or beer you, ever got, oh you guys God. ever brewed. And if it was trash or not. Um, it doesn't have to be fire because generally it's not. Yeah, I mean, it was not in the same conversation, obviously, what we're of doing course. now. But yeah, this yeah. was in my garage with Je- Jesse Brookstein, who was one of the brewers, uh, an employee at Avery Brewing Company out in Colorado. Okay. Went on to start uh, Call to Arms. And he actually, you know, taught me the art of sanitation because that was actually the most important thing about making yeah, right it a is quality product yep. and uh, beer, cider, whatever it is. It's, you know, it's uh, it's about the sanitation. And I said, well, when are we going to actually start making beer and when are we going to start making cider? And he's like, well, we haven't spent the entire day cleaning everything in this place. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we got through that and, you know, it, it turned out pretty well. I don't think I would you know, put it in this lineup, but the one that we threw a couple jalapenos in. That was fire? Yeah. All right. lit my fire for sure. Damn, nice. I got so it was the first beer th- that I ever well, did. Well, first beer you ever brewed or first Anything I ever made ever was the shittiest thing I've ever drank in my entire life, which is what I made in college. Right. Which it was just trash, but it did the trick. Like, I don't even, honestly, at this point, I don't even know how we made it. We ordered yeast from the internet and, like... You can trust everything on the internet. Had no clue what the yeast was <laughs> and got juice that was probably not even good in the first place. Didn't know what the blend was or anything. Right. We did the trick. Didn't manage it at all. Didn't, like, all the science that we put into it now, I just set it in a corner in a dark place. Like, man, shit for Whatever. Me. Check it on it. Didn't even check on it. Just put an airlock on it. And bam, bam. Two weeks two later. Two weeks later, we're like, eh, it, bottle it. drink it. It's good to go. Tastes all right. It's got booze in it. Did a check before to be like, all right, this is are gonna, we going to get sick? Nope. No, we even like put added sugar to it so it came out at like 8.5%. <laughs> and we're like, how college of you? I like it. <laughs> Well, and isn't hey. there a thing about that? You know, nobody's ever gotten some sort of disease from drinking alcohol. I mean, right? Is that true? Facts. It That's a fact. All, right? Alcohol right? kills everyone. Yeah, I mean, kills we've all gotten everyone. sick from drinking. I'm sure, but, but sick from drinking, but not any other type of sick. Right? It exactly. Kills the rest. I mean, right? You don't get any deal with a hangover. You know, I can't deal with it. Man, but then we're all drinking artisanal products. You're not right. going to get that much of a hangover. No, drink responsibly. Always, children. Uh, death row beer slash meal pairing. Last. Oh my god! Meal slash alcohol pairing. What would it be? Holy shit! Without getting too long winded, I would say, uh, man, obviously give me a big fat juicy steak, um, clearly, and a vodka tonic. Uh, oh, and 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 I'm going to this because I recently, within the last couple of years, realized how much sugar and bullshit is in tonic. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's so crazy? bad. And I, now I understand why I've had so many bad hangovers. And it was from the tonic. The tonic. Instead, I moved on from that. But Moved to disco I, waters. Right. I, yeah. You go to the waters. Uh, disco you know, waters? Yeah. What does that mean? Vodka and water. And, and bubbly Vodka. water. What are you, so like bubbly water. Like Bubbly really? water. Oh, like, like soda, club soda? Right. But the, the what tonic, do you do for flavor? The tonic water is the whole flavor is so, <laughs> so brutal. Yeah, tonic water is intense though, but like, do you guys have, um, I found this wicked brand in Australia that, um, uh, like it's a craft tonic. So we actually brought some back and then we found it in Toronto 
last summer we were there. Not so the like exact Henry's same one. Or something like that. It was called. I don't know where. Tiff will know. It's called like Fern Tree or Tiff. Pardon? Fever Tree. That's okay. <laughs> it certainly is. You get nothing over here. Nothing. Fever Tree. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. So it was in Australia and we found it in Toronto, but it wasn't the same one. We got like the blue label and there was like a, a brown label or something that we found they in Toronto. Disco it's, Waters it's means nothing to you in Australia? I never heard Disco Water. So all my Kiwi friends is, are the people who taught me Disco Waters. And it's just vodka water. Well, in New Zealand, it's just vodka and water. And a little bit of lime for a little like... No, that's it. That's, that's like so, that's so G, waters. man. But now here we move. He was like disco waters or vodka and water. I'm like, fuck you. I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> I, I can't do. So now it's I vodka sodas because I always just drink vodka sodas. You need a little bit of carbonation. Oh yeah, vodka soda. Yeah, soda. And but like, like a, but then, a hint of lime or something. But can you like squeeze the lime and chuck the lime in? Yeah. Well, that's my disco water for sure. But to him, okay. a disco water it's is just, just straight vodka water, like a short glass with. Vodka water and so it's ice. diluted. I'm like, vodka. you're an idiot. Yeah, small, but and you can taste that. It's not like you can't taste it. I'm sure you can, but their kiwis so, are crazy. They're not my people. I respect them very highly, though. They're, I, they're generally bigger I love than us. Kiwis. I love them. They're very funny. They talk funny, and they will beat us down. Yeah. Um, perfect timing there, Mark. We we're just discussing uh, disco waters. Um, Favorite and least favorite style to produce. So you could say ciders. Easy. Safety meeting. <laughs> favorite or least favorite? Least favorite. Annoying? Dry hopping? Dry hopping process is just long. Annoying. Uh, most favorite high and dry. All day. All Super day. Easy. All day. All day. Uncle Mark? I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I would have to say that my least favorite uh, new this year was the Touch of Grape. Um, using the pumice, uh, just imagine trying to infuse uh, grape seeds and skins and stems into a vessel and co-ferment. Uh, then how do you get it out? Uh, it turned into straight concrete. Uh, we were in there shoveling it out of tanks. Um, anyway, mad respect for you, uh, Vintners, because uh, that was a nightmare. It doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> but... What a wonderful product. Yeah. We get well worth it. We'll do it again. It well worth it. Um, worst alcoholic product you've ever made? Often it's like your first one or something, but I mean like maybe you made some trash. You know, you can you can admit to it because everything else is fire. Well, Let's be real. I will say personally whatever I made in college. Just go back but to here. that. But here. We're talking about here. Um, in this floor. Made any trash? Produced. Like accidentally, know. generally it's an accident because all these products are fantastic. Clearly, there's some stuff that has been accidentally made, but none of which we've packaged. Yeah, okay. did you make there's a bad been some batch? Accidental like, stuff oh, that we've been that like, wasn't right. we've tasted and just like, nope, that's not okay. Yeah. Uh, really just see. before Austin's time, though, I think I can speak to just a slightly different story. Is uh, there was some cider that got. Well, how do we say it? forgotten about? And uh, we talked about the, <laughs> the wild. We, we talked about the wild for men. Mm, yeah. And that's where this went. And uh, a wise man once told me this is. Uh, he said, you know, there's no such thing as uh, like a bad product. You know, you just need to learn how to package and market it, right? So okay. There's people out there that love the weirdest, funkiest shit. And uh, <laughs> as long as you tell them what they're gonna drink, 
they good to go. Uh, they, they're good to go. Yeah, and so it. we forgot about this cider. Uh, you know, we used to work on all these totes, and we had 30-something, and it's like Tetris here and there and everywhere. And there was uh, one tote that uh, must never have gotten yeast or the attention it needed. Um, and it went wild. And, well, it fermented, and, you know, it was fine. It was like a Basque-style, Spanish-style cider, like really acetic like it was on its way to vinegar mm. um, but it still had alcohol some you know somewhat sour and uh it was a little funky you know people would say barnyard they would say band-aid and actually those are common terms when you're talking about spanish style ciders <laughs> band-aid <laughs> latex Band-Aid. hospital uh horse blanket i've heard uh, that before yummy uh, and and you know what you put it in a nice package and you 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 know, sell people it. do like it. people do like it. It's a thing. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, did you have one as well, or was it the same thing? Why well, start? He started. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do agree though. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. I do remember. Remember the wild. But the wild is like always a, the wild. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, um, what music do you listen to when you brew, for lack of a better word, make cider? <laughs> Depends who gets here first. <laughs> Which is usually me. Grateful Dead. Yeah. So it's fish. Reggae. Oh, nice. A lot of reggae. All right. A lot of reggae. I can get down with that get down. That would be Austin if he gets here first. If I get here first, definitely the dead is on. Uh, yeah, set, damn set right. Town. Yeah. Um, you know, little touch of game. Yeah. Yeah. Love the fish. Love the fish. Um, I, I don't play it as work, uh, at work as often, though, because it is an acquired taste, if you will. Right. Um, and you need, to be, you need to be in the right mindset to appreciate that. Okay. Uh, we don't need anybody freaking out at work. Fair. I think it's out here is a completely different element. So I mean, I play whatever. I play feel whatever. Like so it's mostly the reggae, play, which is mostly reggae, but yeah. after hours metal. Guess sure. guess pretty <laughs> guess pretty real. What's the favorite metal band? I mean anything. A lot of local stuff. Like Vundabar is a good, good friend of mine. So like who? Vundabar. Do you know Wonder anything? Bar. What about like larger stuff? Is there anything you like people might know? Slipknot. I know Slipknot. <laughs> Mainstream, soft, wicked, bro. soft. <laughs> You're talking about people. Like, like you talking like uh, Veil of Maya, yeah, like Lord of Osiris, or like uh, Mark. like anything like real hard. Like I don't want to be able to understand what they're saying. I want to. Could you do that? Candlesticks um, and razor Not blades. that much. No. Okay, you soft then. <laughs> sure. Soft hard, I, I, soft hard rock. I'm just not gonna have this. Oh, we call, <laughs> this hardcore. <laughs> we call creamy like, rock. Like oh, cock yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Philly hardcore scene. I debate I, with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely not that guy. I'm a hip hop guy. And, I just yeah, want to make sure that we get. The, Let's get this, this one, one in because we have one last question. So that's yeah. perfect timing. Yep. This was the key one, right? This is the key one. Um, ignore the growler, except for the fact that these. Shout out to Zero Gravity. Friends. Yeah. Shout out to Zero Gravity. Love those guys. I met that bloke. Uh, what was, I don't remember what his name was. Last time we were here, we met a guy from Zero Gravity. He was lovely. I forgot Paul his name. Or Matt or one of them. He wasn't a brewer. He was like the market social media guy, I think. Oh. He was at the Great Northern Chuck. next door, which we might go there tomorrow Chuck? morning for breakfast. Chuck. Is that a question? What's or? his actual name? <laughs> Chuck? I call him Chuck because Katie, who did all the designs here, is Chuck best Katie. friends with him. Ah, he was he was a really nice guy too. And who is we all call and, him and Chuck. so actually inside the growler here, Ooh, uh, this wow. is a green. Empire. Green Empire is the brewery. And they're out of Col- they're out, uh, they're out of Colchester. Vermont? Vermont, sorry. Of course, because we're in Vermont. <laughs> we're in Vermont, right? Green Empire. Um, and so that's Colchester, Chittenden County, Burlington area. Uh, you know, what's pretty... Ooh, look at Austin. Vote of approval there. That's Damn. This right. is... Uncle Austin's about that life. This is uh, a hemp. What's beer. it called? Hemp beer. Uh, this is the chill session. Wow. 
And so you'll get this on tap tonight at Zen Barn. Oh, uh, just have it off. Four point two percent IPA. Yeah, so it's a session uh, brewed with hemp and uh, other green products like hops. We'll get in you. Cheers. Hey, Uncle Austin. That was pretty good. You just put it away with the rest of your stash. But you bet your ass I knew which one it was. <laughs> wow, it's nice. It is nice. Crisp, nice yeah, and easy. Very mm. dank, though, right? Your old man's is dank, family. <laughs> I like that. Uh, last question is, what is your favorite hop? But I think what's more appropriate to you, um, gentlemen, is what is your favorite apple? Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp, why? Um, you can't really compare it to any other apple, really. For me, it's right. sweet. Okay. Honeycrisp is sweet. And we've also put out a few 100% or one 100% Honeycrisp apple ciders that were just like phenomenal. <laughs> unbelievable. Phenomenal. You get your most bang for the buck with the Honeycrisp. That's Why? for sure. It's the size I, of your head. Yeah, they, they, they grow them here. They're just like soft. So is that not GMO? That's not GMO, right? It just means that. No, it's, it's just that they take on more water. Uh, you know, some apples stay on the tree longer than others. So, you know, during the rain season, they bring on more water. So an apple is, I think, about 80% water, uh, believe it or not. That's why if you put an apple bobbing for apples, they float. Uh, they're 80% so air. Yeah. 80% air. Excuse me. Jesus. I said water. 80% air, and that's why they float in the water. Hmm. Interesting, right? Bobbing for apples, the apple floats, and orange definitely doesn't. Uh, it's because the apple is 80% air. Um, Shouts to apples. Yeah, cheers to apples. Uh, what was the question? Uh, favorite apple. Favorite apple. Favorite um, apple. And like, I'd like to know your favorite hop, hop too. Or hop. Favorite oh, hop. No, no, I'd like to know both. Both. And then favorite grape, because you guys are worldly. You guys are, yeah. are rounded. I want to know apple, hop, grape. Um, yeah, so that's a good question. question. You know, I'm, I'm pretty partial to, I like an empire apple. Um, you know, here they're a little bit smaller, um, but I, I like the um, the palette of colors that are on it, the, the green and the red. Okay. Um, and I do like the, the little bit more acid that it has to offer. Um, if I'm talking hops, I think I'd have to say Galaxy. Australia. Um, what? what? Um, I would have to say Galaxy. I, I love the tropical. You know, I love the, you know, the guava. Um, that's my jam. And if we're talking about grapes, I like table grapes. Uh, you know, I like <laughs> big, the big, the bigger and the greener, the better. Okay. Yeah. Bigger and greener. So, what would be an example of that? Uh, um, I don't know. Those ones from California. They're, they're big and green. The big ass green ones. <laughs> Do they, they big green grapes. Um, I mean, if we're talking uh, wine grapes, I I actually prefer here in this region the Marquette, the red uh, Marquette. Marquette Sauvignon. Yeah. Right there. Shout out. But, yeah, if we're talking uh, wine grapes, it would be the Marquette. But those big, juicy green ones from California, the table grapes, those are phenomenal. Hell, yeah. I want to try that. What do you got? We're Grape? the same way, aside from Honeycrisp and Empire. I mean, I love Honeycrisp versus Empire. I just because the sweetness it. But All right. Empires are amazing, too. I, we're both like fans it. of the same sort of stuff. Like yeah. Low pH acid stuff. Dumb question. How many types of apples are there? Enough? Oh, my God. In just New England, or I mean, hundreds like, and thousands of apples, uh, more okay. every day. They are definitely, you know, they're the beautiful thing about apples, and I'll keep it really short and sweet. Is um, there's no two apples that are naturally made the same. So when one apple tree blooms and flowers, the wind takes it. It takes a female apple, just like humans, to. Um, 
create a new tree. So the only way to get the same apple tree twice is to uh, to graft that tree or to um, you know take that seed. There's no such thing as like the wild because mm. the you know the blossoms they're all they're all different. I mean, I guess that's why there's so many different types of apples. Uh, it takes a male and a female to create. Uh, <laughs> as it does. As it does. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it's by human that creates the same type of tree over and over again. Interesting. That's good to know. Yeah. I was just always curious, like, how many different types of apples? Like, and you see, like, five in the supermarket. You're like, oh, wow. I have, a friend, I have a friend that has an apple tree that has 24 different apples on the same tree. How is that possible? So you graft it. You can cut different. Houseway. Yeah, you, you can. You can. <laughs> there we go. You can cut. You can cut uh, different stock. They call it off of a tree, and you can graft it onto, onto another, another tree, and it will continue to grow Yo. that branch. So you can have Frank. You have like Granny Smith and, tree. Yeah. and like like Fuji and like. Uh, 20, 24, you name it, the world is your oyster or your apple as it is. I was urinating just before, <laughs> and I was looking at the wonderful poster on the wall, which there is very... Go. Do you know what I noticed? You guys have the apple-flavored Glade toilet <laughs> freshener in there. You guys have got the branding down, fam. <laughs> Yo, I was so impressed. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, we was, don't do anything halfway. <laughs> not, not at all out here at Stowside, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I was super surprised. I was trying to look at the board. I was like, all right. There was some of the, the names were kind of like blended. So I was like, all right, clearly those two are a, this bad boy is a mix of those two. I was trying to follow the, the apple tree. Got a little complex. Yeah. But there's enough apples. And I'd heard of maybe, uh, I don't know, a quarter of them. There's a lot. Well, that's good. There's a lot. There's a lot to learn in the apple world. Yeah. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, where can we find you guys online? Tell the children. Well, stowsetter.com. Uh, hopefully getting an overhaul here pretty soon. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, we're, we're hiring for that. But uh, Stowsider, you're going to find out Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, our website. Is still Stowsider everywhere on social? We are. Easy. Are you guys personally on at all where they, where they can hit you up that you'd like to let them know about? Or you want to keep that on the low? I, I don't have any Facebook. I did recently just start with an Instagram because I think the whole picture story is pretty cool. I'm Cider Whisperer. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to hit you up. <laughs> you got anything you want to let them know about? Or? NBD. I don't need much <laughs> of a shout out, I don't think. No? You're like, I'm out here. You out here. We're on the website. You, you Find know. us at StowCider.com. You know what I mean? Find me? us on Instagram. That's Stow it. Come to Stow. Let's be real. Come to Stow. Come. Uh, like really I couldn't don't. actually like all bullshit aside. Like this is one of the, my favorite places in uh, in Vermont. There's so much good stuff here. Like breweries, cideries, wineries, restaurants, like everything, and and mountains. Like, what more do you need? It's just beautiful. Just drive around for a bit. Mountain biking, skiing, food, beer. You kind of covered. Like, and now we got all. cider. And now you got cider, and it's fire. Um, guys, thank you very much for having me. Genuinely appreciate it. You're a gentleman. Thanks both for coming of you. out. Appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed out. the episode, smash that big fat thumbs up on YouTube there. Hit subscribe below. Thank you, Mark, for helping me out. Hit subscribe. Hit that, uh, uh, what's the other thing? Notification bell because you need to know when we drop the new fire. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long form audio where I talk to very attractive gentlemen like these two men right here. And uh, subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes, specifically or Apple Podcasts because that is where the children are at. That is it, guys. Thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Get in ya. Cheers. 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 Cheers.